Yeah, what's up? It's I'ma kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slap, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, oh, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Search Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on Kano N89.3 FM. The voice of the people. A lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. We're in the midst of our fall pledge drive, and you can reach us. At 972-647-1893, 972-647-1893 is the number to call. You can make your tax-deductible pledge, and you can also uh, talk with, at, with that number. Yes, we got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things going on, a lot of things happening in this world. This world, this world, this world, this world, this things happening everywhere, every day, at all times. There are things that are just, you just can't fathom, but the same things, we know what we have to do. We have to put it in God's hand, and, and we have to have him to work through us. He's not going to get out there and do it for us, but he'll work through us work with us and he will lead us and guide us so we have these things to deal with we have that to deal with and uh, we just got to make things happen first of all our pledge drive please make your tax deductible pledge 972-647-1893 ask the number to call to make the pledge and to talk over the air 972-647-1893. All righty. But we are looking at certain things that are happening here. We got the Rittenhouse case there in Wisconsin. This young man shoots and kills two people, wounds another one. There with the AR-15. What was he doing there? And why was he there? Why would his mother bring him there? Saying they're going to stop the rioting. This is utterly ridiculous. Vigilanteism. Utterly ridiculous. Now, he hopes to uh, get, I guess they might even think he can get off. But we're going to see. This is going to be some, it's going to be some tough situations. It's going to be some tough situation here. If that thing don't go right, if that thing don't go right, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know what's going to happen, but something should be coming down the pike real soon. Some say maybe starting by Monday. Also, Houston, situation there. Whereas the rapper... It's rapping and everything, but some 50,000 people, some 50,000 people shows up there, and uh, there was, uh, they say, a stampede, and quite naturally, the stampede caused uh, some people to be killed, nine people being killed. And uh, who do we blame? We have Crump in Houston. The civil rights attorney, Crump, 
he says he's going to defend some at least 200 people there that's in that. Do you think this is a good move for Trump to make? I wonder. I know money is the main thing. But uh, I wonder about this. Can anybody stop? Can any group? Can you stop 50,000 people when they're acting rowdy? Can we stop? Can we stop them? What's going on with that? Yeah, this attorney Crump, you know, the civil rights attorney. He's taking this, the cases. And uh, I got a sneaking, a sneaking suspicion that he's making a big mistake here messing with this. Because who are you going to blame? The rap artist? How can he control 50,000 people? There were promoters. There's the city of Houston. There are a lot of people that can be blamed in this, but to uh, put him in there, he's under contract to come there to perform, not to control the crowd, in a sense. Uh, if be different if he was speaking and said something to provoke them. But even if had he turned uh, his concert out early, that probably would have brought more tension and more anger and more trampling of people than anybody. It's good he didn't do that. But these things are happening in the world and everybody's always quick to blame certain people, highlight, highlight certain crimes, and do things that are, you know, unseemly. We got people missing. Young girl missing in, 14 year old girl missing in, what was that, New York or wherever. That gets no play. But you get a 22 year old white girl. Yeah, boy, it gets national play and all this thing. The media is, to me, has turned totally ridiculous. They're ridiculous. They really, it's just tough. It's tough. So uh, it's, it's a ridiculous situation, and we are having to deal with this. This written house. Feel like they can come down and patrol something and kill people. Then he got up there. Do you think him getting up there hollering and going on, screaming and crying and going on, his mother talking about her baby and everything, uh, do you think that was a phony act? You think that would, I, no, it couldn't be real because he had no business there. He had no business there killing someone. He, he lived in the state of Illinois. He lived in Wisconsin. So what's going on? 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972-647-1893. One eight nine three is the number to call. Yes, yes, yes. Our lines are lit up, and uh, we're gonna take your call in the order from which they come. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. The lines are lighted. The lines are lighted. Yes. 
972-647-1893. All right, nobody going to answer? Expiration date, sir? Yes. Yes. This pledge time. Yes, flesh time, flesh time. Can't have. All right, we're getting things together here. Just one second. Yes, getting things together. Taking pledges, taking calls. Yes. Do you want to speak on the air? Yes. I'm sorry. No. Okay. All right. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? Uh, for Good Morning, Reverend Burnett, and for the moment, people want to pledge, and maybe after that we want to be on the air. But Oh, yeah, take, take the pledge. Oh, yeah, we're taking a <laughs> lot of pledges. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't turn in the pledges down. No. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully after that we'll... Uh, yeah, it's always a time of, uh, that we things go... They're different because the people are pledging, and we definitely appreciate the those who are pledges, pledging. Yes, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right, so we have a caller, and uh, it's uh, Rodney on the Rodney? line. Uh, yeah, Rodney on line three. All righty. Good morning, Rodney. Okay, can I put my phone down? Now? Hello, yes. Rodney, are you there? Yeah, Reverend Burnett, how you doing? Fine, how are you doing, Rodney? All right. Yeah, I want to speak on this uh, Houston incident. Uh-huh. It's, it's, really, it's really terrible uh-huh. uh, what's going on down there. This rapper has been in, arrested twice before for inciting the crowd. So I understand why they want to sue him. Because he incited the crowd to run past the barricades, come to the front, and do the business they do. But... You could have a, a good time without chaos. He created the chaos. He's what did he do to create the, the chaos? He always tell them to run past security and run past barricades to get to the front. Uh, he told them to run past security? He, yes, sir. Run, run yes, past sir. the barricades? And, and not just this incident. There's been several incidents in the past that he's done that. And when he came to Houston... Uh, Houston officials talked to him about the uh, safety, and he ignored him. He had a, he had a conversation with him, and he ignored him, and that's what he do, and that's what his crowds love. He, they they love mm-hmm. the chaos that he creates. So this is why he's in the predicament that he's in now. So mm-hmm. I don't feel sorry for. Uh, he's not know. from Houston, huh? He, he's not from Houston. I think he is. I, I believe he is from Houston. Well, huh, that's uh, strange. Uh, the whole thing, because they're saying every report I've read and, and seen says he couldn't tell what was going on because there were so many people there that the surge, he couldn't even tell where the surge was or what was going on with the surge. And... uh They said he didn't say anything to provoke the crowd other than doing his show. You know how that rap go. You know how them yeah. shows I that ain't that's not my generation, that's not my crowd. I don't I I, I uh I really I really I don't know. I, I the you have promoters promoting this thing. 
they're supposed to take care of things. Uh, whenever you see, I, I promoted myself. And you have to take care of everything. Security, you have to take care of uh, 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 things that are going on. The venue has to be set up right and everything has to be set right and the perimeters. But uh, they show, I saw, I did see on TV where people was tearing the fences down and running over the fences. You saying he told them to do that? In previous concerts, he, he did. But now he's not making any money because they're not paying those who tearing the fence down and running through the gates. Right. He's not making any money off of them. I, don't, I wouldn't think he wants them. And, and here's the thing. The, the, uh, when, when he have them come up to the front and tear it down, you, you can't have enough security when you got several thousand people there. They say it was over 50,000 there. Right. You, you it looked like it. It looked like it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. you, and, and the thing is, it, he, he's done it in the past. And what he, they said he didn't know what had happened because of all the loud noise. They kept telling him to stop. And then he didn't hear them. He's still performing. So 40 minutes after the surge and everybody was getting uh, trampled and suffocated on. So he couldn't hear him when they kept saying stop. But when he finally noticed what was going on and someone got to him and told him, he did stop it. True enough. He, did, he stopped the show. But it was too late at that, at that particular time. Well, I don't know. I, I, let me say something about that. Had he stopped that show earlier, at a shorter time, people have paid their money to come to, for his concert, and he gets up there and cut it off real sharp, I think you would have had a worse massacre you ever, ever want to dream. Right. See, because I was looking at those uh, youngsters. They, they, those are young people. I mean, in the late teens and early 20s, those, for the most part. Those are youngsters. They would have tore their place up. Right. I agree. I agree. But uh, he thrive off of, the, off of the chaos. Him and, him and his crowd, they thrive off of the chaos that he's created in the past. Well, let me ask you something here. You know who Ben Crump is? Huh? The attorney, Crump. The civil rights yeah. attorney. Right. Uh -huh. He's taking a lot of these cases. Do you think that's a good move for him? No, not at all. Not at all. And, and the reason why I think it's not a good move for him, because it makes him seem like he's susceptible to uh, the fame and, and the money that goes with these uh, high-profile cases. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe that's all it is for him on, on this issue here. It's not. It's not empathy for the the people that were killed and everything like that. I think it's just him being in the forefront and uh, sticking his name out there again, as he has in the past. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I, I myself think it's a, a very bad move for him to take to mess with this one. See, some certain things, when you're dealing with civil rights, there are certain things you can't do, you can't say, certain moves you can't make. And I think he's right. making a bad move here. Mm -hmm. That could really hurt him in the long run. Yes. But I know the name of the game is money. He's with him, so that's where yeah. it is. Uh-huh. All righty. I thank you. Thank you for your call. All right. All right. Have a blessed day, sir. Yes, uh-huh. That clears the line, 
1893. Alrighty, we got some calls, uh, lines full of calls. This. Yeah. All right, so we have uh, your guest, uh, Dr. Edward, on line three. Dr. Edwards? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Doc. Hello, Reverend Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How you doing this morning? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for for having mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we had to schedule to be on this week for a few minutes. Oh yes, I definitely want you on. Yes. Mr. Yarbrough, Michael Yarbrough. Doctor, uh, this is uh Michael Yarbrough. Right. Uh huh. All right. So he has been. We've been working together to bring health care into the southern sector that needs it the most. And so uh, we wanted to just uh, take a few minutes and, and let the you know community know that we are we'll be uh, opening February first. Y'all going to be opening February first. Yeah, right in Glendale Shopping Center there, and uh, we are. That's at Marcellus and uh, Ann Arbor. Yes, sir. Y'all going to be opening your clinic? We'll be opening an urgent care clinic. We'll be open seven days a week. Um, and uh, we'll be, we'll have state-of-the-art equipment so that uh, okay. people will, uh, yeah. will, will, won't have to go to other places to get some special treatment right. and stuff like that. And we are, you know, we're going to have a pharmacy in there as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so people can get the medication when they are seen by the doctor. Oh my goodness! And so we are we're real excited about. It. You know, they talk about certain areas of town is in a food desert. We certain parts of Oak Cliff as large as it, it's a it's in a medical desert uh, over there. And y'all are opening up a clinic there at Marcellus and and. Uh, uh, and Arbor. Yes. Uh-huh. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. Again, what date will it be open? Well, we're going to open the... We'll shoot for February 1st. It's going to be... February 1st. February 1st. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Y'all... Y'all gonna have a balloon release or something? We're gonna, yeah, wanna make yeah, this a big have, day? A big day? We're, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a big uh, ribbon cutting and invite uh, uh, you know city officials who mm-hmm. work very hard. Calvin uh, uh, Arnold has worked very hard. Oh man, she's doing she's doing a fantastic. I tell you what, Doc, could you hang on? I'm up against a short rate. Just hang in there. We'll be right back to you. And those who would like to talk with Dr. Drelford, it was 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. We're back. And you're... Your special guest this morning is Dr. Yarbrough and Dr. Drelvis Edwards. All righty. Dr. Edwards. Are yes. you there? Yes. Yeah. All righty. Dr. Yarbrough, you there? Yes, I'm here. All righty. You gentlemen are, are starting a clinic, and your target date is February 1. That's going to be a great day. Uh, what type of services will your clinic, uh, y'all? What, what what type of services your clinic, clinics will be offering? Well, 
we're we're going to uh, um, as you well know I was I was in practice for quite a while and yes for 20 years since I've since I've been there so we we're going to be adding service we'll do uh, you know the traditional uh, office visits um, and we'll you know we'll be doing uh, again home visits as well and uh, we'll do add telemedicine where we'll be able to track people without actually them having to come into the office which has really been a uh, uh, I've been working with telemedicine since 2011, uh-huh. and so so we'll be doing testing in there. We'll have a CT scanner, we'll have a, a digital X-ray, we'll have ultrasound, EKG. Mm-hmm. We'll 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 be able to take care of probably 70 percent of what comes into uh, to that office, and uh, mm-hmm. we, we're trying to get it where you know they they that's a pretty uh, elderly population where they don't have to really go uh, across town and run over there and run over here. So we're going to try to be as, as, as uh, uh, you know, comparable as we can, and com- you know, and make sure that they can they can get good health care. Uh, we're going to do a lot of teaching. I'm going to spend a lot more time on teaching because uh, now we found out that two people can eat the same uh, food and one blood sugar will go up and the other blood sugar will, will not move at all. Oh, I've always thought about that sugar is is what rate make raises a person's sugar is the same thing don't raise everybody's sugar the, uh, the same way right that is correct and so we I've always thought that mm-hmm. yeah well you know we we used to use the hemoglobin a1c mm-hmm. to kind of kind of monitor mm-hmm. but we found out that the, the hemoglobin a1c has started you, you can have a high hemoglobin a1c and it's incorrect, and you can have a low one, and it's also incorrect. So mm-hmm. they they're moving the technology, uh, and, and and you know to a different level mm-hmm. that has a little that has more accuracy. So we will know that you know don't eat uh, such and such because this raises your sugar. And mm-hmm. actually, sugar is actually it's called the, the uh, it's the third. Uh, uh, it, it, it's really part of the uh, the mental part, you know, the breakdown that we have uh, as we get older, Alzheimer's and so forth. It's really a strong contributor to that. So we want to really keep the sugar as as constant and as, as normal as you know as, as we can. So we'll we'll be doing it's a it's going to be an exciting time. I I, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be great for. Me. I think so too. Yeah. Now, and let, let me uh, ask you, uh, do y'all take Medicare? Yeah, we'll be taking Medicare and Medicaid, and we'll be taking private insurances. So, you know, we'll, 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 uh, we're going to, we're going to accommodate the, the, uh, accommodate the community, you know, and, and of course, you know, they are, the older people are going to have Medicare. So we'll, we'll be taking that. We'll take private pay. We'll take, you know, workers comp. Uh, we'll also take, uh, personal injuries. So we'll, we'll, it's going to be pretty much the spectrum that I had previously, uh, but we've had some more, uh, some more connecting to it. Mm-hmm. Well, will this be a, a situation whereas um, if, if a person came in there with a child, do y'all have any th- uh, type of uh, uh in your clinic, something that's going to be open for uh, children to be brought in there. Yes, we will. Yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, it's 
it's it's going to be we we you know we come to take care of the community. But I let Mister Yarber I let Mister Yarber uh, kind of let him uh, explain kind of what how we got to where we are and and how you know what his um, uh, involvement is. And Mister Yarber, why don't you go ahead and kind of speak on that? Thanks, Doctor Edwards. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Reverend uh, Barnett, for uh, bringing us onto your show. Really appreciate the outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are what's known as an emerging CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution. It's a designation that comes from the Department of Treasury, and we work in partnership with the City of Dallas uh-huh. to be able to bring uh, several. Our goal at this point is at least five medical. Uh, centers throughout southern, uh, sunny southern Dallas and mm-hmm. be able to um, bring medical services to places that, that really they, they aren't there yet. And mm-hmm. not to try and put too fine a point on this, but our focus is to fund individuals who are helping the community, not working with large corporations, but bring the people in the community that really care the financial resources they need to have sustainability, scalability yeah. in their businesses. So, our next one is uh, on uh, 20th of uh, Dr. Morgan, who is a friend and partners with uh, Dr. Edwards. And mm-hmm. there's three more that we have to find locations for. We're, we're in a search for doctors in the area that want to set up their own medical clinic and to be able to provide them with the resources to move forward to let them build out their their vision of what it is that they're trying to do for the community. So that, that, that's it. All right. <clears throat> this, this, this is a great move. Uh, there... Uh, in the heart of a community that uh, are there any doctors close in that community at all now uh, that, that that has a uh, 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 practice going on in there uh, Dr. Yarbrough yeah uh, just to clear that up I'm not a doctor I, I run the uh, CDFI mm-hmm. Dr. Edwards okay yeah there are uh, Dr. Edwards knows several um, Dr. Morgan, who's on our next project on MLK. She's a dentist, isn't she? She is. Mm-hmm. She is. But are there, you know, I, I, I've been thinking and wondering where, uh, where are the physicians that need to work that area uh, over there? I just, I'm so glad that that the people in that area will get some type of medical care that's close by. You're really close by. Yes. Uh, Dr. Edwards, is he there? Yes. Yes. Uh, By how many doctors we have in, uh, say, uh, a five-mile radius around there? How many? Are there many doctors in that area? Well, definitely not enough. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, a good a good ratio is for every one doctor about three thousand, no more than thirty five hundred patients. So mm-hmm. one doctor should be able to accommodate uh, about thirty five hundred patients. We mm-hmm. we don't have that ratio. Uh, 
we uh, it's 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 difficult to to practice in those areas because you know the expectations from the government and all the regulations, mm-hmm. you know, and then the reimbursement is about twelve to fifteen percent less. So you know, doctors have economically have a tough time just you know staying open mm-hmm. uh, in that in in those communities because the reimbursement changes as you as based upon your zip code really. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, you know, I think that, you know, you have to bring more services uh, and, you know, you want to uh, make sure that you are, you know, giving the, the community the best that you got and mm-hmm. make sure that everybody knows that, that, you know, we're working together. So, you know, I've, I've you know, I've, I really like work better from a team player standpoint. Um, and, and even though we have to take less reimbursement from uh, Medicare and Medicaid in those areas, in mm-hmm. the underserved areas, uh, I still think we can do, uh, you know, a good job and, and bring what, what needs to be brought to the community. Yeah, I think y'all can do, and we'll do a, a great job. But uh, you say Medicare is not necessarily fair with the well, doctors in certain zip codes. They pay by zip codes. Right. Well, you know, they did in California. They did that in Watts, and they did that in in Beverly Hills, where uh, the guys who were working in Watts were seeing patients, and then the guys in Beverly Hills were seeing patients. And when they would get together at the conferences, they would find out that there was a big differential. So uh, the guys in in Watts went and got a, a office in Beverly Hills, and just it was just kind of a a shadow lot. And uh, mm-hmm. their reimbursement went up by twenty percent. So they do reimburse you, and they have actually admitted that reimburse you based upon your geographical location. So mm-hmm. that, that that over time that'll get to you know over time. And but I, you know I think that what we're doing is we're going to we're going to attract uh, other doctors to come uh, to the neighborhood, and and uh, you know I think we'll I think we'll do okay. Well, now, did that uh, Blood Flowers Clinic uh, drive some physicians out of business? Yeah, it it uh, it it definitely. If if some you know, for instance, if if a, if somebody has a, a medical need and they've got just say seventy five dollars left, and it's going to cost seventy five dollars to see the doctor, and you can go and get it over at Blue Flowers then they're going to probably go to the, uh, you know, to that to that facility and get the get the health care, whether it's, it's standard or substandard or better or, or not. Uh, most people are going to use the the, uh, the the services where they don't have to pay. But uh, isn't that a service that's, do they build a rapport with a doctor like that when you're going, whenever you go? Do you see the same doctor or what? How, how does that work? Not necessarily. Um, what happens in those those federally underserved areas, which Parkland has, you know, in all of our underserved areas in the in the county, uh, those those the doctors who work there, um, many of them are. They, if they worked there three years, their, their loans are forgiven that they had gotten in residency in, in medical school. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, so there's a turnover about every three years, mm-hmm. uh, and you get a new set of doctors. So if you've been there 
20 years, you've seen six different sets of doctors. Okay. Wow. Wow. And so you don't get a continuity of care as, you know, when, when we were coming up, uh, you know, we saw the same doctor all the time because we couldn't see anybody else. Mm-hmm. But this this was, this is kind of one of the things we're hoping that we can, we can bring that they have a personal doctor that they can see each time the same uh, the same doctor and and, uh, and build that, that relationship. But relationships are very, very strong, mm-hmm. very, very important in yeah. healthcare. It's not just having a building and a doctor in there. It mm-hmm. really is about relationships and how we, you know, we work in the community together. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what I want to, you know, bring back that I lost 20 years ago. In other words, it's good for a doctor to know a patient and uh have worked with the patient before. He he doesn't have to start from square one all over again every time they see a patient. Uh, it, it's better for you to know one, isn't it? Yes, man. Yeah. It, it, it actually, it's, 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 it's important because you then, the relationship, once the, the patients trust the doctor and the doctor trusts the patient, the outcomes have over and over proven to be a lot better. In other words, you get the results that you were looking for, and mm-hmm. you get that close to them. So, relationship and building strong trust relationships is not just, uh, you know, just the, I know you and you know me, but the fact mm-hmm. that you know, I know what neighborhood you live in, I know where you go to church, I know who your past is, I know what y'all are trying to do. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really a, it's a, it's a, it's a community kind of uh, uh, approach is what we what we want to bring back to. Uh, the area I think lost quite a bit of it, not all of it, mm-hmm. but a substantial amount of it. And uh, I want you know I want to thank Mr. Yarber for really reaching out. He has been a, a real blessing so far. I'm Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty. Let's see. Well, we're up against a short break here. And uh, we'll take it. And you, but y'all, those who'd like to call, call your pledge. Uh, call in, like, speak with Dr. Edwards, Dr. Y- uh, Brother Yarbrough. Call me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. We're back. All righty. Uh... Dr. Edwards, uh, let me see, is, is Dr. Edwards still there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do y'all have, y'all have uh, the CHIPS program, you know, that program for children uh, in Texas that uh, I guess that's more or less uh, uh, really uh, insurance for children in Texas. Y'all have that? Yeah, well, we, we are, uh, you know, uh, I'm registered with the Medicare, Medicaid, the medic that'd be more the Medicaid. And so we are, all our credentialing is, is pretty much finalized. And so we'll be working with that program as well. You'll be working with that program. Good, yeah. good, good. That's seeming, that seems like a good program for, you know, if children get sick and, uh, that that's uh, they'd be able to see a, a physician. That that would be real good. That'd be real good. Uh, what about uh, this uh, COVID vaccine? If someone was was to, uh, hey, you know, have that virus, 
Would y'all be able to deal with uh, someone uh, give shots like that? Uh, yeah, we we will. Yeah, we like I say, we'll have our pharmacies in there, and we'll be working together with, with the pharmacy uh, with getting the vaccine and, and and the proper distribution of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll definitely that would be uh, one of our top priorities is to uh, that 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 uh, that pandemic that really shook most of us. Uh, We'll be very well on top of that. We'll make sure we stay with the CDC guidelines, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll follow the thing, particularly on that. Mm-hmm. Good, good, uh, good. So this is pretty pretty well full service uh, clinic. And th- this is this is really nice. This is really nice that we'll have this. Uh, we, Barnett, it's yes, Michael Doctor Edwards, it might be good for you to tell. Uh, the listening public, how many doctors you're going to have, and what they specialize in. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll have uh, we'll have uh, about four doctors. Um, and your your little daughter Jessica will be one one of them that work with. Us. <laughs> <And so laughs> Jessica, Je- Jessica used to come on this program. And she's going to be a doctor in the community, and now that's coming to Dallas, and and she was on this community as a little bitty girl. <laughs> that that's something. That's something. You know, right? Doc, you, doc, I think you you might be getting old. Yeah, well, I'm a few weeks older, but we'll we'll have four certified physicians uh, in internal medicine, uh, in emergency medicine. We'll have specialist nurse practitioners who specialize in urgent care and, and emergency medicine uh, and so we'll, we'll have we'll have it pretty well for a primary care setting mm-hmm. and we'll have the uh, we'll, we'll have the, the, the doctors and they're, they're well well qualified all right all right this is going to be really nice uh, uh, doc I'm very general uh, I'm very excited over this knowing that the people in that area will have a great opportunity for uh, uh, good health care. I think you gentlemen are going to save a lot of lives and help a lot of people in that area, right that, right that Marcellus and uh, Ann Arbor. <coughs> I want to keep pushing that. Uh, that's in the shopping center there. In that area, I'm looking at it right now in my mind. It's really, it's a lot of parking there. It's things there that's just really, uh, and it's a lot of people in that area. A lot of people in the area. A lot of single family dwellings in that area are there also as well. Follow down the street, there are some, there are some apartments, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, will uh, y'all uh, be... Uh, uh, open to just anybody who walk in. Do they have to make an up? Will they make an appointment? How will how how will this work? Well, well, we're gonna you know the pandemic. Obviously, we have to be always cognizant of that. Uh, what we're going to try to to do is if we can get people to, and we we know that's the older population, but we're going to try to get people to uh, register online get all the information in before they get there so we can have more time with the patient mm-hmm. uh, and then having them sit in the waiting room, fill out the paperwork. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. 45 minutes to an hour 
So we're going to be working on the new technology that we can get to people all the information they need prior to them getting there, and then we then have more time to spend with them, and then we can get you know get the outcomes that we're looking for. So, so we're we're going to use what we can, and obviously you know the uh, the elderly patients don't really have the technology and the savvy. So we're going to be really working on how we can improve that so we have more time with them to uh, to uh, to practice and to, to get you know get the results that we're looking for. Now I know in certain areas of town. Diabetes is is uh wow, it's running rampant. You think that this will be a high area of diabetes over over there? It already is. It it it. A uh, few years ago, it was the number one diabetic uh, population for the for the popu- population there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about eleven or twelve percent. Okay, and that is very very high. That's like very high. One, yes, yeah, very high. So. That community, that 75216, uh, 75241, 75224, they, it's, it's, it's got a lot of pathology there. And so, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're exactly right, Reverend uh, Barnett. That is a real packed area of, of diabetics. And so we're going to, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, work to make sure that we can stay on top of that and reduce the complications. It's, the, it's really the complication of the diabetes that's, that's very troubling, and and, mm-hmm. and so what we want to do is see if we can't reduce those uh, those the complications, uh, and and uh, you know make sure we can keep the people legs and feet without amputation and stuff like that. So we'll be really working at, at you know working at that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what other uh, disease like? Uh, the African-American community like that, uh, low-income communities. I don't know if it's that low-income, that low, but it is a population that uh, sometimes the diet is not right, which causes a lot of sickness. Uh, will there be some type of a health uh, clinic or something you would uh, tell people what they should and should not eat? Yeah, we're we're. I'm glad you mentioned that because we are <clears throat> we're going to be working on a a a portion of the practice that will be able to sit down and where people can come in and ask. Court. We'll have you know seminars and so forth. So those people in that community can say, Hey, look, I want to know a little bit more about my blood pressure and the medications I take and how the medication mm-hmm. works and so forth. We will have that. We're going to have. Uh, we're going to extend it out to. Some what would be more counseling mm-hmm. and just treating met you know treating the patient right. understand what why we are treating doing what we're doing so we will be working on, we'll we're definitely working on that right now okay uh, trying to get make sure that they can ask about why am I gaining weight and why am I losing weight what issues could be involved and in why I'm getting to what you know what I'm getting so yes we we will. It, you know, we, we'll have to take it in phases, but we definitely have that, uh, you know, in on you know on our recipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I I I I, I go and I eat in restaurants almost daily. Ah, uh, my God! Why why are we so we are we are huge people? I mean, you're talking about overweight. Uh, 
I don't. I, I can't understand. People, human beings used to didn't be this large as they are now. I've never seen nothing like it before. Yeah, well, it, you know, some of it is discipline. Some of it is is access to the proper food. Um, you know, it there's a combination of things that I think that once you can identify, if I have a group who, who just let's say you just who you just named, we want to we want to get to the bottom as to why you are where you are, and then what do we do about it? And this is how you got where you are. And if you continue to, with these, you know, bad practices, this is where you're going to stay. So we mm-hmm. want to we want to be more of a, you know, sort of a, a statistician and say, hey, look, this is where this is what the this is what's what's driving you in your you know in your illness. So so we want it. That 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 really that that takes a different kind of you know uh, approach. But but we are we're we're definitely working on 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 that. Uh, and making sure we can get people to understand what they're going to have to do, what their roles are, uh, to make to make their you know make their healthcare better. I uh, don't you, you used to have. I know you uh, a dietary book, uh, something I used to read to you as uh, about. I we need to do a show on proper eating. I think I think that would that that would curb. A lot of sickness in our community. Would you think so? Well, yeah, I, I think that you, you know, that definitely would be a major part of it. Uh, but I think that uh, one of the things that we we are finding out is that people have different metabolism, and once mm-hmm. we once we identify, is it a fast metabolism? Is it a slow metabolism? Mm-hmm. Is it a mixed metabolism? Versus saying, okay, don't eat this and don't eat that. We need to, uh, you know, there's technology now that will help us to identify, here's your technology. Mm-hmm. If you eat these foods, this is what it's going to do. If you eat these foods, this is what it's going to do. So mm-hmm. we're going to be a little bit more uh, technical uh, in, in identifying what, they, you know, what type of metabolism you have and then what, what is driving you in the right direction what drives you in the, in, the, in the wrong direction. So it's a little bit more technology, scientific, uh, uh, than, it, than it's been, you know, in, the, in years past. So we're going to try to implement everything we can to basically get people to, to acquiesce to, to, you know, what, what's best for them and then get them to actually buy into it. So, yeah, we, we'll, we'll be working on that uh and it'll, it'll take us a little while, but we're going to be definitely, you know, we've got goals set that we want to see, you know, accomplished and that kind of thing. But does that have to be that what it was known, has been known for years as the old age spread? Once you get to a certain age, you're just going to get big. And uh, that doesn't have to be, does it? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, you know what I'm talking about. They call the old age spread. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Uh, what I what I think you know happens is that you know people don't really continue to do their metabolism so much <clears throat> more active when they're younger, mm-hmm. and as you get a little older, excuse <clears throat> me, it doesn't really work as well as you know that like anything else. It just doesn't you know it wears out with time. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep those. You want to be early in your life, start to developing good habits. 
understand what how your body may be changing, mm-hmm. and then work appropriately uh, to to that. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but if you don't do anything, it'll it'll get away from you, for sure. It will get away. I guess that's right. All right. Well, we'd like to thank uh, Brother Yabra uh, and uh, Dr. Drevis Edwards. They'll be opening uh, a clinic um, February 1st. That's right there in Marcellus and Ann Arbor in, that, uh, in the shopping center there. I would tell them uh, who... <laughs> a very popular uh, restaurant <laughs> that they go, they go. But he's deceased, but his restaurant is still open. Uh, we're talking about Catfish Floyd, but they uh, they'll be there in that area, uh, serving our communities. And boy, man, am I glad that people in that area will get some decent service, will get some de- decent health care. And uh, that'll be a wonderful thing for this community. Wonderful, wonderful for that community. Well, well, thank you for having us on. And Mr. Yarber, you want to uh, have a final word, and we can uh, just uh, let Reverend Barnett know we can. We'll we'll appreciate uh, what he's doing. Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Edwards, and Reverend uh, Barnett. Thank you for having us on the show. Uh-huh. Hopefully, we can come. Y'all are welcome. Hopefully we can come back with another medical clinic for you to talk about in the near future and continued success with Dr. Edwards. We're yes. Support him all the group. I'm glad. Well, we, we're doing it right now, doing Pledge Drive, which is the hardest time to do a show, and uh, especially by phone. But uh, we, 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 y'all, the, Dr. Edwards know the mic is always open to them. To, to you and him, you'll be open because this is something that our community desperately need is people with good health care and I see sick people all the time every day, people you know people that used to look good and vibrant and everything you walk up to them and speak to them and they are sick and they look sick and it's just it hurts you to your heart to see things like that so I'm certainly glad that uh, you and Dr. Edwards has gotten together and going to do something good in this community. We thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for having us. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Y'all have a good day. All right. Coming up in our 8 o'clock hour, our barrister friend will be coming up at 8 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to the lawyer this morning in 8 o'clock hour and uh, it'll be one of those hours we still need your tax deductible pledges coming in 972-647-1893 we need those pledges coming in we need them coming in coming in bring them in send it in and y'all can talk to attorney Malcolm Robinson he'll be coming on in the 8 o'clock hour alright we'll be right back All right, all right. We ready for our eight o'clock hour, hour number two of church information in open forum. I'm Marianne Barnett, your host. All right, we'd like to invite you tomorrow morning, nine thirty. Have service with us at the Heavenly Joy Church. You uh, just come to Facebook and Marianne Barnett Senior, 
9 in the morning in, at the Heavenly Joy Church. Just uh, tune in on Facebook with us tomorrow morning. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to have church with us. Enjoy the Lord with us. And we're there tomorrow morning, 9.30. Marion Barnett Sr. All righty. But right now, we'd like to turn aside and say good morning to the uh, barrister himself, uh, Dr. Malcolm Robinson. Dr. Robinson, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Fine, fine. How have your day been? Oh, it's so far so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's been chaotic, say the least. Oh, God, I must. But uh, we'll make it through. We're going to push on through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to push on through. Well, we got a lot of things happening, a lot of things going on. We're going to talk about, because people have been asking me about, uh, you know, properties and different things coming up. A lot of people are dying. I hate to say that, but this COVID is claiming a whole lot of people, my God. And uh, the people are dying without wills. Uh, I guess any testament of who gets what, uh, who gets what property, or uh, this or that, who gets who gets the car, who gets even the, the arguing about clothes and different things. You know, I guess you probably deal with all these things every day. But uh, what are we to do in situations like this? Which I've never seen this many deaths this fast. I don't know if it's because I'm old or is it just because this pandemic is just taking a toll on us? Well, well let, let, let me say this, Brett Barnett, uh, to all the listeners out there. I think the first thing that you need to do uh, in regards to whether it's yourself or your parents or a relative, Mm-hmm. If there's real property involved, in other words, that they own land, home, or whatever, you need to make sure that you get a current copy of the deed to the property in question. Mm-hmm. A current copy to the deed. Okay. You get that and make that part of your record. And you review that. And whoever's name is on the deed, is the person who has title or interest in the property in question. What you need to do is, if you get a copy of the deed and you, uh, it's recorded, you have to pick up a recorded copy of the deed from the county clerk's office, mm-hmm. uh, the county where the real property is located. And when you get that, if, if your name or your parents' name or whoever, uh, is not on the deed, or if the person whose name is on the deed is deceased. What you need to do is contact an attorney, discuss the matter with an attorney, and arrange a consultation with the attorney so mm-hmm. you can understand what your rights and obligations are in regards to that real property. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you have, uh, this is in regards to your individual or your parents or relatives. It's best to to uh, do uh, prepare a last will and testament. Again, you have to contact the attorney, consult the attorney, and prepare uh, 
a last will and testament, whether it's for yourself or for your relative. The third thing is that if you have a parent or relative who dies, you have to uh, see if they have a last will and testament and where the original of the last will and testament is located. And then you talk to an attorney, consult with an attorney to go over the last will and testament. Now, you have to do that within four years of the person's death. Mm-hmm. So if they have a, a, a last will and testament, that will has to be probated. So you can't just say, well, Aunt, Aunt Sue had a, had, had a will and it was never probated. It has to be probated in the county where the real property is located, in the county of the death of the deceit. You have to go to probate court and mm-hmm. file an application to probate the last will and testament. Mm-hmm. But it has to be done within four years. I have people call You said this has to be done in four years? Within four years of the person's death. Okay. Oh, okay. So if you have a, if they have a will and you have the original of the will, the, that application to probate that will has to be done within four years of the person's death. If you wait beyond the four years, then you, you have to uh, consult the attorney and find out what your alternatives are. Mm-hmm. If the person died without a will, you have to consult with an attorney so you can know what your what your uh, alternatives are. Can, uh, can a deed be challenged? Uh, excuse me, a deed? Yes. Yes, a deed, deed can be challenged. Uh, they, we, you know, we have cases where deeds are challenged. And so uh, if, if there's a question regarding the viability of the deed to your property, then you have to consult with an attorney and see what your rights and obligations are. These are things that that, that, that people need to do. And, don't, and try not to wait to the last minute or wait years after they are died or the person has died and, and don't do that. And do not assume that just because a relative died and they own the property and you are a descendant, do not assume that you automatically inherit their property because that's not the case. If the deed is in the relative's name or the parent's name, whoever, and they die, then that mm-hmm. that does not automatically go to you. You have to go through probate court. Okay, now, if there's no deed, who is who does the state, uh, county, or court, who do they recognize as the closest relative to a person? Okay, now wait a minute. You say if there's no deed? Yes. The deed regard, uh, is, is regarding the title to the property, so there right. is a deed. If it's real property, there's a deed somewhere. Okay, well, no, I didn't mean to. If there's a will. Okay, that's why I thought you were. Yeah, that's why I meant will. Okay. Uh huh. If you saying that if there is no will? Yes. Okay. If there is no will, it goes by the law of descent and distribution. That's a statute that's mm-hmm. in the estate code. Descent and distribution. Uh, Descent 
Could you explain that? Descent and distribution. Basically, to sum it up, the, the, the state outlines, each state outlines what a law for descent and distribution. And they, in that law of descent and distribution, it outlines who is eligible to be declared an heir of the deceit, the person that died. Basically, it's the, you're dealing with parents, and you're dealing with a child and a grandchild. Those are, that's descent and distribution. It goes from the parent to the child to the grandchild. Now, in the event that a person dies, the persons that are eligible to be their heirs are their children and their grandchildren. Basically, that's it. Okay? Uh, and if there is no children or grandchildren, mm-hmm. it, it can go to your your parent, or, and then it goes to your sibling. Well, Those well, are the people that are eligible to be declared heirs of the deceased person. Yeah, but uh, Attorney Robinson, let me ask you. If there's a second spouse, and but there are grandchildren from the first marriage, uh, how do y'all usually sell things like that? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're asking, you asking very relevant questions because these are questions that, that I get asked on a daily basis pretty much. Yeah. So you're saying... You're saying the deceased person, mm-hmm. okay, the deceased person had a first spouse and was, and, and had uh, some children from the first uh, spouse right. marriage. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. Then whatever happened, they get a second spouse. Is that right? Yes. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. Okay. So... Let's say for the sake of discussion that I'm, I'm using myself, that I'm a deceased person, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was married. I had a, a, a first wife, and me and the first wife had some children from that marriage. And then my first wife, uh, we got a divorce, and then I marry again. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Right. Okay. And then during the course of my second marriage, then I become deceased. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Now, then what's your question in regards to that? <laughs> well, there are grandchildren, remember? <laughs> it was the first oh, a spouse. Okay. But now there is a, 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 a husband, a wife is present there now. Who gets it? Who has first choice? The grandchildren or that... Uh, that would be what a step spouse, something. Would you call it or what? Well, you okay? You, I'll be I'll be on here. The whole show is trying to explain this. Let me let me say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in Texas, Texas is a community property state. Mm-hmm. What that means is any asset acquired during the course of a marriage is community property. Mm-hmm. So. If I'm married to my first spouse and we buy some real property during mm-hmm. the course of the marriage, and uh, that that property is community property, what that means is that half of that property I own 
and half of the property she owned mm-hmm. in the event of of the divorce or whatever. It's community property. Mm-hmm. So if we have children during the course of our marriage and then we get a divorce and then one of us was to die, that property that was acquired during the course of that marriage is community property, which means that half of it goes to my wife or ex-wife mm-hmm. and half of it would go to me. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, if our children had any grandchildren, they could be de- uh, declared heirs. Mm-hmm. And they would be able to acquire my half of the property and her half of the property. That's as it relates to the first marriage. But does squatter's rights come in in there anywhere uh, for that uh, second spouse? The, the, the do, do they have squatter's rights? Or what? Okay. If I get married again, I have a second spouse. Mm-hmm. And I'm still residing, let's say residing in the same community property that I acquired during the, the first marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that property is paid for in full. Okay. There is no squatter's rights just because of the marriage. However, my second wife, in the event that I was to die, my second wife would have an interest in my community property, the mm-hmm. property that was acquired during the first marriage. Mm-hmm. You understand that? Right. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's if that property is paid for. If that property is not paid for and I continue to pay on it during the course of the second marriage, then that portion of the property that I paid for during the course of the second marriage becomes community property of the second marriage because it's paid out of community debt. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it can get kind of complicated. I, I think so, because I tell you what is so complicated. I've got callers on the line, but I haven't, t- because I've been trying to figure this one out. And I'm wondering, I, I hope those listening understand uh, <laughs> that uh, these things can really, they, they, they can be traumatic in court, can't they? They can be, and that's why you need to, to consult with an attorney. I, I encourage all the listeners out there to establish a relationship with an attorney that they are confident in, that they can pick up the phone or, or uh, schedule an appointment and consult the attorney in regards to any rights that they feel that they have or they are entitled to as a result of, of, of a marriage or as a result of uh, real property uh, that was owned by uh, a prior relative or whatever the situation is and that helps you yeah yeah that that definitely helped because I think a lot of people get disappointed because they feel like it's something you told us a long time ago I've never forgotten just because you pay taxes on a property <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily become yours you can pay you can pay taxes and somebody else is just salivating because 
you're keeping you keeping the property ready for them. So right, you yeah. you don't acquire any title or interest in real property just because you pay the property tax. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. I tell you what. Yeah, uh, we got callers waiting, but I'm gonna. I guarantee you, I'm gonna take some calls the next the next session. But we're gonna take a short break. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Y'all can call me, and we'll take. Well, I'll take. I promise you, I'll take some calls in the next segment. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. We're ready to take your calls. You the number to the number to call is 972-647-1893. We're in the midst of our fall pledge drive. We're taking tax deductible pledges, but you can also speak on the air. All righty, Pierre, who do we have online? And we have uh, Patricia on the line three. Patricia? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Patricia. Patricia? Yes, good morning. Yes, I could you speak up? I can barely hear you. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, mm-hmm. I have will, and I have an executor of estate. Do they, my executor of the estate, still have to go to probate for it? Uh, okay. Attorney Robinson? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to make sure I understand what she just said because it was a little hard to hear. Yeah. She did, did she say that she is the executor of an estate? Patricia, did yes. you did you hear? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. First of all, you cannot be an executor of an estate unless you are appointed by the probate court. Now, you might be named as an executor in somebody's will. Uh, but that what that means is when that will is admitted to probate, if the probate court accepts that, then the probate court would be, would have to appoint the person that's named in the will to be the executor of the estate. They're not automatically the executor. They have to be appointed by the probate court. So you have to go to court. What, no matter what, because I'm not the executive of the state. I have a will for my son, and I haven't been, I'm not married again because the laws are too complicated. But um, so I appointed my eldest son as the uh, executive of the state first, and then the youngest as the executive of the state second. So you're telling me that they would still have to go to the probate court upon my death to file that. Yes, they have to, yes, that will has to be uh, admitted to probate, and you have to file an application to probate the will in probate court. Yes. Is there a fee for that? Well, they, yes, there's a, yeah, there's a fee. Probate court always involves a fee, and there's costs involved in it. So, uh, no, they, they, they have to go to, to uh, the probate court to... Uh, file an application to get, get your will admitted to probate, and then then the court will review the will, and, and the court would have to determine that your son uh, would be, uh, can qualify and appoint your son as the executor of your estate. So is there a reason why my son would not be able to be the executor of my estate? Well, well, 
Yeah, there could be a number of reasons, but I, I, I'm not sure. The court would have to have to appoint them, and they have to qualify to be an executor. Oh, okay. And based upon their ability to qualify, then the court can appoint them as executor of your estate. They'll go by your wishes, but they have to qualify under the law. And they have to be over the age of 18, and they have right. to be of sound mind, can't have any right. uh, felony uh, convictions, and or have any convictions of crimes of moral turpitude or something like that. So, yes. so that so they have to qualify. Okay, so in the event that they don't qualify, the court will appoint someone. Well, right? if the first named executor doesn't qualify, then they'll go to the second named executor. And, and if okay. that executor does not qualify, then the court will have to appoint an independent person to be executor or administrator of your estate. Okay, now one more question. Yes. How many executives of a state can you have in your will? Can you name? They don't, yes, because if the first one doesn't qualify, they go to the second one. If the second one doesn't qualify, I mean, I kind of want to keep, what I'm getting at is, I want to get it to the point where I want the person that I want to be involved in my estate and not court appointed. So can I continue to appoint different ones? You can name the, you can name the person in your will. And what you have to, you should consult with an attorney when you okay. are reviewing or preparing your will and you out and you discuss with the attorney then the persons that you want to be able to serve as executor of your estate and named in your will as executor and the attorney uh would go over certain aspects of the qualifications and things that you should consider when you name that person in your will and to answer your question, how many people you can name it, I would say a reasonable number. Normally, we, we suggest two, uh, but you okay. know, probably could go to three. But you have you should consult an attorney, and an attorney can help okay. you in that regard. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your call. Okay. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty. Uh, who do we have? Uh and we have uh, Imani on uh, line one. Imani, you're on with Attorney Robinson. Imani? Is he on there? Yeah, yeah. I Imani? Imani, good morning. I guess he's not. I guess. Yeah, well, maybe he will uh, call us back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who do we have next? All right. Um, one moment. Well, these uh, lines, the lines are going crazy. I don't. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you there? Did I hear somebody then? I. Okay, Mary speaking. Uh, well, I'm yeah. uh, Robinson. Yes. Yeah, we'll go on. Our lines are going crazy. I guess they're getting crossed up something here. Okay. Uh, um, but when we, when we see people, uh, they have these type of difficulties. They desire one person to be the heir, and then somebody else is close, uh, around, and everything. Uh, how how who, who usually win those cases? 
Well, when you say, well, when you say an heir, mm-hmm. uh, remember, the heir has to be uh, appointed by the court, designated by the court. Is that right? These, yeah, to be an heir. Hello? Yes. Okay, let's make sure we're clear now. Uh-huh. Be an heir. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the court, the probate court, have to declare the person an heir if they qualify under the law, uh, state law of descent and distribution, to be an heir. Now, to be a beneficiary in a will, that's determined by the deceased person where, if their will is admitted to probate. Okay, so you can be a beneficiary of, of someone's will and not be eligible to be an heir of that person. So uh, if the will is admitted to probate, you become a beneficiary under the will. All righty. Just one moment, uh, Attorney Robinson. Uh, let me. We got a lot of other. How many people we got on that line? Uh, now. Hello. Hello. Uh, is there another call on? Uh, I know yeah, it's called yeah, callers have, on that line. Yeah, Rick would like to ask some uh, questions to Attorney oh. Malcolm Robinson. Rick. Rich? Yeah. Rich. Rich, Rich go right ahead Rich. and you speak with Attorney Robinson. Hello, Attorney Robinson. I, I have a question. Um, I just went through a divorce, and we have an appointed receiver, a realtor, and um, it's been kind of a, uh, just not a, you know, a pleasant experience with that realtor. Do I have to, am I forced to go through that realtor? Okay, let me make sure I understand. You have... Uh, Yes. Have your vote divorce been finalized? Yes. Okay. And as part of your divorce decree, you are uh, selling some property of yours? Yes. Okay. And the a court has appointed a receiver? Yes. Okay. If the court has appointed a receiver, then you have to go... Uh, with the receiver that the court has appointed. If that person that's been appointed a receiver is also a realtor, then you you have to go with them and, because they're in the capacity of a receiver. Court appointed a receiver. Why, why would the court appoint a receiver and I don't have the right to have, because uh, she basically says I have, she's kind of a bully, I guess you can say. She says I have no right to anything, you know, deciding, you know, finalizing what price I even want to list my house for. Well, let, well, that be uh, you. You definitely need to consult with an attorney. But as a general rule, if they, if the court has appointed a receiver, then the court has pretty much taken control of the process, and that's why they appointed a receiver, and the receiver acts on your behalf. So okay. You need to you need to consult with an attorney. Take your decree or, and, and any other documents you have regarding your divorce and that property, and have that those documents reviewed by an attorney. But it's just as a general rule, if the court has appointed a receiver to act on your behalf regarding the property, then the court pretty much has taken control of that process. I see. Is that a nor? Is that is that a normal uh, just scenario with you know with divorce and 
property sales and stuff like that? Well, I can't say whether it's normal or not, but 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 it, it can happen. It can happen under yeah. any circumstances in which there might be uh, an issue that require the court to appoint a receiver. So there's certain steps you go through the process, and the court apparently has gone through that process and determined that a receiver is necessary to to address the issues that connected with uh, your divorce and this property. I see. Okay. okay. All righty. We thank you for your call. That clears the line. 972-647-1893 is the number to call to pledge or call to talk with attorney Malcolm Robinson. Uh, 972-647-1893. All righty. Who, who, who you bringing up? Who bringing up next? Well, I guess that is that line crossed up those lines. Yeah, run and get those lines. Get that line. Oh, it's pleasure drive, uh, Attorney Robinson. Uh, <laughs> this is always rough. Like well, hey, hey, it's rough on you because you got a lot of people that want to play. <laughs> well, I love that. <laughs> but, but I also love to, for them, if they got questions, get their questions yeah, answered. Okay. Did I bring? How do I hit it? Yeah. Did yeah. I bring up a, a issue? I want you to get off uh, subject, so to speak. Yes. yes. I just want to, uh, you know, you kind of stirred up a little hornet's nest last week when you were talking about the issue on Dart and the and the bus route. Stuff yes. Like that. I, I have received a number of calls of people that had some concerns about the bus routes and and what legal rights, if any, they would have if a, if a bus route is canceled uh-huh. uh, and then they they get injured or something in connection with the with the bus route. So, so what I would suggest to all those who are out there in the audience that you contact DART and or and your city council person uh-huh. uh, and address your issue, your concern with them uh, before the, the final decisions are made regarding cancellation of the bus route. All right. It's good you brought it up. I was in the outside of the waiting area of the studio, and people did walk in and ask me about that this morning. People, were, I didn't realize it was it stirred up such a hornet's nest about those buses. Oh, yeah, you got it. Uh, a number of calls in regards to that after that show. Wow. Let me try to navigate this right here. What what urgent? We got an urgent call on Yeah, Randy is on line three and would like to ask a question to Attorney uh, Malcolm Robinson, yes. Yeah. uh, Randy? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. You're on with Attorney Robinson. Okay, uh, mm. first, I got a couple questions. First is, you know, you just said that you can't be an executor if you have a felony. With my opinion, that's kind of a little bit ridiculous. I mean, you can't, if, you, if you're a felon, you can't get a passport to leave this country, so you're basically trapped. You can't be an executor to a will uh, if you have a felony. Do you think in the future they're going to make it where you can't even own a piece of property, you have your name on a deed if you have a felony? 
that's one of my questions. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but those well, other, if you're if you're of sound mind and you have in the past crea- uh, acquired a felony, why can't you be an executor of a will? That don't make no sense. Well, you, you're making a statement more so than uh, that's that's just what the law. That's what the law is. The law. Well, the my law, question to you is: Do you think in the future that that that, that ownership? of a property can, could be denied it possibly in the future uh, because these other things have been established with a felony conviction. Do you think I that could happen? I, I, I don't think, I don't believe that there's a, a law that would deny a convicted felon from owning property. But at this law time, will, at this time, at this time, uh, and I don't think that the your pro, uh, property rights, uh, I don't think will be permanently affected by you being a convicted felon. But, but I mean, law, you know they can take your they can take your right to vote away. They can take your right to own a handgun. They take almost every right away when you are convicted of a felon except for property ownership. Well, there's, there's a possibility that that, that, that could occur. Uh, my next question is, it, okay. it, 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 isn't there, if a family agrees uh, what's on the wheel, and say, for example, this is what happened with my deal. My dad... Uh, breaking up. Yeah. Hello, Randy, you're breaking up. How about now? Now it's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is what happened to me. I have to get around not having to go through this probate issue because this is what happened. My dad... Uh, 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 I inherited a piece of property from my dad, but my brother and my sister signed a statement saying they relieved any into this property. Okay, so when my dad died, all that transpired without having to go to probate court. So, if the family agrees to all the things in the will, and each member signs off with it with a uh, what's the guy who uh, who uh, Stamps a piece of paper, state authorized notary. If it signs off with a notary republic seal, can that will can be executed without having to go into probate as long as everyone agrees. Is that not right? Uh, let me say this. The answer to that is that depends on what the circumstances are, and you definitely need to consult with an attorney. There is no just blanket answer to that. And well, I mean, if, if you can get around filing for probate, because that probate fee ain't cheap. It's $2,000 or something like that. Well, let uh, me put it like this. It, you, let me put it like this. The best way for you to determine a way to get around probate is to consult with an attorney okay. prior to the fact, whatever the fact is. And, right. and get the attorney to advise you as to how certain things can be done where you can get around probate. That's the best way to do it. There is a way to get around filing for probate and paying that probate fee as long as you make arrangements with an attorney prior to the situation. Well, you should make arrangements with an attorney because the attorney needs to advise you the best way to get around probate so that it, be, right. so okay. that it becomes legally uh, effective uh, after the person is deceased, but you have to okay. take your 
preparation before the fact. There's a number of ways to get around probate, and okay, uh, and there's even some more new new ways, as I understand it, to get around. Okay, here's probate. my last question, because uh, uh, Randy, I, 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 I'm okay. up against okay, a short break. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much. We have okay. a short break. I uh, tell you, you can reach us at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're ready. 972-647-1893 is the number to call to make your pledge uh, for the fall pledge drive. Uh, you like to speak on the air, the same number, 972-647-1893. All righty. Who do, you, who, who, is, who do we have, uh, Pierre? And uh, we have uh, Imani on line one. Imani? All righty. Good morning, Imani. I still don't hear him. Imani? Okay, you and Tony I mean, not in case, uh, uh, we got a you know, major problem. We only get a couple of hours, and your show is the only one we get to talk to. And, because, uh, and, you know, just to complain, mostly. And we need a festival, something. Uh, the doctor, the attorney, Edwards, would you participate in a festival, an all-day festival on a Saturday, and, and, and just so we can come in and ask you questions within a reasonable manner of time so everybody will get their time. Would you be willing to be a part of that festival? The music, fun, and entertainment. Would you be a, do a seminar with us, you and Dr. Edwards and Dr. Morgan? Uh, do it, do a festival. Yeah, you could fix this up for us. And just to have, so we could just all day go into different sections of where we have a time, where we can do, and ask these questions because we have some serious problems. But we can't do it within this two hour, you know, few minutes with a lot of static and a lot of problems. We have to have a better communication story. And with the attorney, would you participate in something like that? I tell you what, uh, Imani, you got my home number, right? You got my cell number, right? Well, yeah, I did. My phone got sold. But uh, I, I tell you what, well, I don't want to get your, you, you want to, I need to talk to you about this because we have some major stuff that we need, like your, your guest now, mm-hmm. we need to do, sit there all day, we would, whatever we need to do, I'm willing to, Tyronomics is willing to have fund this and let him explain to us exactly what, He's trying to say, and the, and the doctors do. But we can come together, and we won't have to complain all the time. We can do something. So how how would I get in touch with you? Because I told you somebody stole. Just call phone. me on call me call me on my uh, cell phone. Call me on my cell phone. I don't I don't I, have it. They stole my phone. They stole your phone. Yes, somebody from. I ain't gonna call no names because we all same race. <laughs> <laughs> just got over here. Stole my phone. I was at Walmart, so I set it down shopping, they stole my phone, and I, I looked all over me in security, and they gone, and they couldn't speak English, but, but you know, I'm just <laughs> trying to say, we just need to have a word. Okay, I'll look at my phone, I think, I think I got your number in my phone, I think, I, I'm pretty sure I have. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll text it, my number to you. Okay, then, all right. Thank you so much, all right, thank you. Hector's the line, 972-647-1893, Ah, uh, who do we have here? All right. We, uh, 
Well, uh, right now we have some people that want to pledge first. Oh, we got some people want to yes. pledge first. Yeah. All right, and then uh, we'll bring them on after they make that tip pledge. We thank those who are making the pledge. They got the line. Okay. But uh, when we begin to see what's going on, uh, Attorney Robinson, uh, let me ask you something. What do you think the liability for this uh, the rapper down in Houston with that thing? That, do you think that rapper uh, can be held responsible for that? Well, let me put it like this. It's the organizers and the promoters they appear to have the greatest exposure. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily the performer. Uh-huh. So the first line of exposure is going to be the organizers of the uh, event mm-hmm. and the promoters of the event. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a document that outlines who is responsible for what. Yeah, I think they, they, they reported it was something like a... 50 or 60 page uh, document mm-hmm. that, 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 I, that I guess they do that for all concerts mm-hmm. and uh, events and so that has pretty much been determined so his exposure is, pro- is not going to be as great if any uh, greater than, than the organizers and the promoters okay now see uh, I used to be a promoter. I promoted for a, long, for a while, for years. And uh, really, the promoter is an employee. See, that promoter gets paid uh, just like just like anybody else there on staff. Well, let me put it like this. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you were a promoter and you are an employee, uh, then you're not the... the entity or the person who has the greatest exposure. When I talk about promoter, I'm talking about the uh, the person that's the organizer okay. and and, and a lot of times are referred to as promoter in the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have exposure. And also, there's insurance that is taken out to cover the event. Right. And the insurance is, is, is separate and apart. Uh, and just covers the event itself and mm-hmm. it outlines uh, what coverage uh, is available depending on what the exposure yeah, are. So all, there's a lot lot involved in it. Uh, and, you know, I have uh, been involved from a legal standpoint on a number of sides. So that's, I don't do it now, but, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot involved, let's put it like that. Yeah, because had I been thinking, I would have called Al Wash too, and I get Wash on about because that 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 rapper gets paid. Now it's it's sort of like the Cowboys. Now Jerry Jones owned the team, and I can't think of the the coach's name. The coach don't pay anybody. The owner of the team is responsible. So if you're getting paid. How can you be held responsible for something somebody else is really something somebody else owns? Well, all that is predetermined, and and and, uh, and you can be responsible and get paid at the same time. So, okay. so I'm saying that that when you talk about situations like that, 
mm-hmm. start from ground zero, mm-hmm. and and then you put things together uh, to uh, for purposes of the event, and it covers a lot of a lot of things. And then once that is put together, that is submitted to an insurance. Mm-hmm. You, you should get insurance on it. Oh, yeah, insurance. you're going to have insurance if you got any sense at all and you're promoting because anything oh. can happen. Okay. You and need that protection, yeah. The insurance company reviews every, all, everything that's been prepared, and then the insurance company issues insurance based upon what has been agreed to and, and, and what uh, kind of preparations have been made. Mm-hmm. So that's, where they, that's pretty much the where they are now. They are trying to determine uh, who may be uh, responsible for determining liability in, in, in regards to any insurance claim or, or any uh, claim over and above insurance coverage. You know, it's a lot involved in it, believe me. Yeah, it sure is. All righty. Um, Pierre, who do we have? And uh, we have uh, James uh, who would like to ask a question. James? Yes, James. Good morning, James. James Smith from Palestine. James? Yeah, James Smith from Palestine. Palestine. Yes. Good morning. Go, go right here, James. Yes, sir. Good morning to the Baron also. I appreciate both of you, what you're doing. Right quick, uh, before I ask the question, uh, what he money is speaking about is, if, uh, if, if you remember Reverend Burnett, you and Dr. Reverend Wright did that black doctor's apology? That what? Sometimes when y'all were met with all the black doctors' apology, when Dr. Edwards and his daughter was there and all. Ah, I'm trying to remember it was, this. It was, down, it, was down, it was downtown in Dallas. I got it on video. I made you a copy and Reverend write a copy. But anyway, I still have that video of what I did, and I have copies of it. But that's what he's saying. Bring all this expertise together and then meet up somewhere or do however you do it. And, and let us get, ask questions or give us information like you be doing on the radio, but at a location, I think it's what Imani was speaking to like that. Okay. Baron, in asking this question, we've asked you some questions before on that executive, but also, if you would, for us to understand moral turpitude, moral turpitude, if you explain that a little bit right quick. But as far You're as asking Attorney uh, Robinson to explain moral turpitude? That way, people will get a better understanding of what we need to be responsible for. Thank you. All right, thank you, uh, Antonio Robinson. Uh, that was really for you. Should have been for you. Uh, uh, <laughs> moral. What is it? Moral turf. Moral turpitude. Well, it's basically. I'm gonna sum it up. Uh, if you are in a position to be entrusted with Somebody, wait a minute. Is somebody on there? Is somebody else on there? I hear, I've been there. I hear background noise. I don't know. Okay. I'll try it now. Okay. All right. More turpitude is if you are in a position, basically, I'm going to summarize. If you're in a position where you are uh, entrusted with uh, certain items by another person and mm-hmm. violate that trust. And and there's a, a law in the jurisdiction that says that you are responsible because you violate. That might be considered a crime of moral turpitude. That's that's just one example. Mm-hmm. The the generally the statutes 
well define and explain what moral turpitude is. Mm-hmm. So, if, if, if for instance, if if you give me five dollars and you tell me to hold five dollars, and I say I'm gonna hold the five dollars for you, Ram Barnett, mm-hmm. and then I take the five dollars and go buy my lunch with it. that may be a crime of of moral moral turpitude Mm -hmm. a violation of trust Mm -hmm. and that could come in a lot of different forms that's just kind of like an example that could be a knot on somebody's head couldn't it Uh, (laughs) that's a turpitude (laughs) (laughs) so you you, you yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Okay. But when, when we see so many things, so much happening now, uh, I, I might uh, try to get you back. Uh, second, this is a uh, fresh Saturday. This maybe by second or third Saturday, try to get you back on when. The lines are clear and everything. We get it things clear. Because there was, there was some this, certain things I wanted to yeah, ask you today. Saturday. This second, well, third or fourth Saturday. The yeah, third Saturday be next week. I think you already had. You said you had a guest on. Yeah, yeah I usually yeah. have Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson yeah, on. So. And then the the, uh, the other one is uh, Thanksgiving weekend, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, we have to, we we we'll try to have to rearrange uh, this one because that was some information I I want to ask you to get out to the public that because we had a discussion at a luncheon the other day that uh, people really really don't understand these laws. It look like in Texas because they think you can do certain things in order to acquire certain properties and certain routes if you pay this and that. And and uh, it runs really just diametrically uh, opposed to what you have said. That, uh, you know... Uh, believe me, Reverend Barnett, I, I understand that. And I try, I try to explain certain things to a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, some of them, they don't want to accept the explanation. They still try to uh, uh, maneuver and go around certain things. Yep, that, yep, you're right. That's why, you know, I try to give them an overview. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not trying to necessarily uh, adjust a specific issue. Mm-hmm. If they have a specific issue involving them, mm-hmm. then that's why they call me and I go over this specific issue that that involved them and then they determine whether or not they want to arrange for a consultation. So you can only do so much. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Some people oh, just yeah. refuse to accept what you do or, or they're going to try to uh, find a way to maneuver around what you say and, you know, all mm-hmm. that. So all that's part of it. Yeah. That's a part of it. Could you give your number out, please? Oh yeah, my uh, my number is uh, 214-941-0717, extension 303. That's 214-941-0717, extension 303, and that's the law firm of Robinson and Hoskins. H-O-S-K-I-N-S. Uh, is there a web number, a web address or something? Well... Yeah, I, you know, I try not to give that out. And okay, explain all right. To, I'll explain to you why. Okay, 
All right. And so so you know, and so the the people know. Okay. We uh, we we don't uh, uh, want persons to be conveying uh, their information, some of which is confidential, via email. People, some, you know, they don't restrict themselves via email. We don't want them transferring any documents unless we represent them. We don't want them transferring any information that could be construed as being outside of the attorney-client privilege. Mm -hmm. So that's why we don't do that, because people just turn around and they send you they owe all their personal information and stuff on email, and we're not their attorneys, and so therefore they can't get attorney-client privilege over that. That's why that's I don't right. do that. Well, it's 9 o'clock, and i got to get out of here. Okay. I, I thank you for calling, and thank you all for listening. And... Uh, Stay, stay tuned next to the Workers Beat. All righty. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Hope to see you tomorrow morning, 930, Marion Barnett Sr. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.
Drinking our coffee and eating our burritos. Hanging out, hanging out. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. The workers. If you could still come, if you still want to come to the coffee clutch, we still have coffee and burritos mm-hmm. and um, what else? For uh, all of our supporters, yes, we love that. We do. The workers' beat, of course, is about everything from the point of view of working families, and we're the only ones that do that. We start things off with stuff you can do. The Central Labor Council, AFL-CIO, is meeting for all affiliated union members, and they're going to meet in person. What? In real life at 1408 no, North I Washington I don't think at 7.30 p.m. I don't think that's correct, Jane. I'm sorry. You don't think that's the, the real announcement? No, I don't think we are going to meet in person. So, are you calling it off? I'm not (laughs) calling it off. I'm just saying I don't believe that we'll be meeting in person. Ray and I discussed that last week, so there you go. At 7.30, Thursday. That's the information I was given. Well, So, at 1408 North Washington, and the Central Labor Council meeting is supposed to be open to all affiliated union members. If your union is in the AFL-CIO, then you're supposed to be invited to the Central Labor Council meeting. The next possible government shutdown is December the 3rd. So... Look out for that. And if you have some information about other stuff that people should be going to, call us at 972-647-1893. We want you to call today and make a pledge because we're in fun drive. KNON does not keep any radio stations that cannot show that they have listeners and that their listeners care about them. So we you need to call us right away. So call 972-647-1893. Because you know what else, Gene? What can they get? If if they call within the first 14 days, which that means tomorrow at mm-hmm. midnight is the cutoff, okay? Okay. If you call before tomorrow at midnight, you will be entered into a raffle to win $1,000 Amazon gift card. I just joined. That'd make, a, that'd make a heck of a, you know, that'd make a heck of a Christmas for somebody. Because Amazon got almost everything. That's right. So enter your, enter with your pledge right now at 972-647-1893 or go to knon.org. Uh, any pledge amount gets you an right. in, gets you a ticket in the in the raffle. Let's see what this supporter right. has to say. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make an appointment about the fact is that uh, Governor uh, Anal Abbott's ideas about uh, supporting suppression of the of literature and pornography in our schools is we. Uh, oh my! Yeah, what a what a scandal! Yeah, we, 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 oh yeah, well we all know that whenever uh, Governor Abbott sees a picture of Donald Trump. His palms get sweaty, his respiratory <laughs> rate goes up, and then also he needs instant gratification at that time. Oh, so my. We must control our governor and make sure he doesn't, uh, you know, make too many sweat and rust out his wheelchair to mind up with tetanus. So thank you for your time. God bless you, brother. God <laughs> bless you. you. Well, I was going to say something about that. The, yeah. governor, the governor is looking for pornography yes. in the libraries. In the libraries in our schools. He's sniffing around all the libraries. Oh, my God. He says they're pornographic. Pornographic material in the libraries. I'm still trying to figure out. Oh, and I remember the Supreme Court decision back a hundred years ago about pornography. It wasn't a hundred years ago. 
I know it when I see it. <laughs> that was the decision and from that's what one the government of wants the. To say too. That's right. They're accusing him of being a book burner. Well, and uh, <laughs> and more and more people are starting to say this is more this is looking more and more like Hitler's Germany. Yeah. With uh, with uh, all the stuff about burning books coming out, and uh, nobody ever says, "Oh, they're just trying to think of some crazy stuff to distract everybody from the real situation in the world, but to keep them voting on nonsense." Uh, uh, items instead of what was really going on. You mean the real situation, yeah. like the the January sixth commission on finding the truth? Is that what we're trying to? Yeah, and and like the fact that we might all freeze to death this summer because it was winter because they didn't really fix the electric grid. That's right. That's right. But you know what? We have an opportunity to uh, do something about that. So that's why we all need to register to vote, mm-hmm. educate yourself, make sure you understand what the issues are. If you are interested in the grid, the electric grid in this state, you need to look to the railroad commissioner, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. The railroad commissioner is the dude over the power grid, really. Oh, really? Yeah, they have nothing to do with the railroad. Nothing. That a fact? But they have everything to do with natural gas and mm-hmm. coal and everything else that uh, fossil fuels. And you would say possibly that they are working for those companies. That's that's quite possible. 972-647-1893. Call and make a pledge. You were talking about registering, Bonnie, and I, I want to ask your expert opinion on this. Do you, do you like uh, this website called registertovote.org? Yes. Where the two is a numeral. Yes. Registertovote.org. And it's not only can you check to make sure your your registration is right, but you can also do the do the first part of getting getting registered. Right. And it's all free. Yes. And if you're qualified to vote by mail, yes. you can actually apply to vote for mail or you can start filling out the right. form for the vote by mail there. Yeah, you'll have to print it. So you get everything from registertovote.org. Right. That's right. But there's a big question hanging over all this. Now, when in December 2nd, they're going to implement all of the crazy things that the legislature did. Now, yes. my question is, will registertovote.org still be as good as it is now? Yes, but they will have, hopefully, they will have the updated vote-by-mail forms. Oh, there are going to be new forms? There will be new forms because there are new requirements for identification. Well, as of this moment, I don't think it makes too much difference because... I'm not going to apply to vote by mail until January 2nd. Well, and, Because and, you have to apply once right. every calendar year. And with any luck at all, the uh, folks in Washington will pass that that voter, uh, the, the John Lewis Voting Act, Rights Act, mm-hmm. or one of the Voting Rights Acts that, that will, override uh, Texas. will help us. That would override yes. Texas. Uh, they, they say they're going to try, and I don't know if they're going to be able to or not. They also have some other important bills, the Build Back Better bill. That's the one the retirees are all worrying about, trying to get through. And the PRO Act, you might want to tell people what the PRO Act is. But first, let me give the phone number, 972-647-1893. Call us and make a pledge. But what about the PRO Act, Bonnie? What's that? The PRO Act is protect the right to organize. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that the unions are worried about because if you can't organize, and it's very, very hard to organize in America today. Yes, it is. And if you cannot organize, you really don't have much of a voice because an individual can't do much in this kind of a society. That's why we're better together. 
You have to be together. We have to be together. And then, I mean, if you can't join a union, that's okay. You can still be part of the movement forward, right? But the big unions, the ones that we have today, most of them were organized before the laws got so bad, before the government turned against the working people. Hey, did you know that you can use Cash App? What's to that? sign up, Cash App is an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do a pledge to us, to the radio station, and to the Workers Beat, you can call us at 972-647-1893. Or you can pull up the Cash App on your phone, mm-hmm. download it if you don't have it, mm-hmm. and make a quick and easy pledge that the, the dollar sign... K-N-O-N radio, all caps, with no spaces, that is for a donation. Okay, but you have to put my name on it. Yes, you do. You have to put Gene Lance's name on it, okay? If you don't put Gene Lance, we won't get credit. The station will still get the money, and that's a good thing. But we won't get credit, and Bonnie and I want to get credit because we would like to stay on the air, right? Yes. So, Bonnie, what what if people don't really know how to do all that stuff with their phones, I always tell older people like me you can mail it. ask their grandkids. Oh, yeah, ask your grandkids or your great-grandkids. Yeah, you know, if you find some young person and ask them, and they they seem to know magically, seem to know all these things about what you can do. Yes, they do. And uh, so you could use that cash app that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But you can just go to, you can just get on the internet and go to knon.org. That's right. And it says donation right there in the front. And uh, when you tap on donation, it'll ask you, well, it'll ask you your credit card number. Right. And it'll ask you, what's your favorite program? And that's when you have to, that's when you have to fib. Yeah, no, you don't got to fib. You just, when you pull down that drop down menu, okay, mm-hmm. and go down to the G for oh, Gene, okay, pick Gene. Don't pick, the, I mean, don't pick the first one. Don't Bonnie is going to come up see. first, okay? Mm-hmm. That's not me. <laughs> That's the other Bonnie. There's two of us here. Well, she's nice, too. Uh, she is wonderful. I adore her, and I love her show, but I would rather have the money that's coming to us come to us. Come to this program. Yeah, so that would be Gene, G-E-N-E, so we get credit. We want to thank Kenneth and Mary Stretcher because they're answering the phones today. They're volunteering to help K-N-O-N. That's right, and you can... And you, you can reach Kenneth or Mary Stretcher right. by Sitting calling right 972-647-1893. Right. The nice thing about calling while we're on the air and make a pledge is that you can You talk. can talk on you the air. You can talk on the air. That's Good right. morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning, buddy. How you Good doing? morning, Imani. Hey, this is our first and foremost donor. Always donates first. Good morning, Imani. Uh, yes, the Bonnie, because of all these pills, I have to RSVP to make a pill on nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to let all the people that I love on this station, we only get one hour, and, and we have to talk fast. And, but we need to we need to come together with Kel in it, and we need to have a big day where we all can say what we want to say. And I want to let everybody know I was I was supposed to be too dead this morning, Gene, at eight thirty, but I'm not able to. Can I can I mail a check? We all still take checks. Absolutely, you can yeah. mail that to one three one five four Coit Road, Suite two hundred, Dallas, Texas. Seven five two four zero. Well, I want to do that because I'm not just calling to be calling. I love my country, 
Right. I want my temple to know. Dr. King, I, I studied Dr. King. I love Dr. King. He, he was, uh, you know what got Dr. King murdered? When he tried to make the top, the bottom, okay. uh, just as equal under God as he did okay, as the top. See? Trying to get all the money. So, I want to let this happen. We, we got to come here together as a family. Quit looking at our shades and our colors. Right. And looking at our, our country. That's and, right. And our, loving one another. Because that's where we're going to survive. If we don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm at the bottom of the Titanic, but... I have to save the captain because he's trying to commit suicide. That's right. That's right. We got to. We got to keep. Pad- we got to keep pedaling. Get on the skateboard. Push in the same direction, will you? That's all we need. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. I'm not gonna hold up. People, we are on a Titanic. We're going to hell and on a, on a rocket ship, and we are. This country's unraveling. And the only way we can do it is start loving and coming together with one another. For all. All right. Yeah. Thanks so Thank much, Imani. You know, we got to register, we got to educate, we got to vote. 972-647-1893. Right now, we're trying to stay on the air. Yes, we need to stay on the air. And we got some really cool stuff that you could win. You get a $1,000 um, from Amazon, How? what's cooler than well, that? And, and let's all remember that the last pledge drive we had a raffle for rolling stones yeah, tickets and those are worth two thousand dollars and I think. our listeners won yeah workers, yeah workers beat workers is lucky beat. so workers, we're lucky workers beat is lucky that's right so, so you should call donate. and make a pledge so you, you might can win, win that thousand dollars and we got gene and i have on our hoodies today yeah. our kon hoodies you can get one of these for a hundred bucks you you make a hundred dollar donation you get one of these crazy hoodies yes and look like a total you can look ho- like a thug like we me look, and gene we look like total hoodlums that's always. right i'm gonna post our picture our our thug pictures on facebook yeah on facebook that's mm-hmm. right that's right you uh, can also get this Awesome, awesome long sleeve, long sleeve Dickies work shirt, and it's it's black. It has pockets on both sides. Oh my God, Gene has a Dickies work shirt on. Does that have short sleeves? Yeah, this is short sleeves. Gene has the one from the last pledge drive that mm-hmm. had short sleeves, and we have a new one for our fall winter pledge drive, which is long sleeved and it's black, and it says can win the voice of the people mm-hmm. on above the pocket mm-hmm. in embroidery it's it's actually a, a, a denim work shirt yeah it's, that's it, what dickies makes work I know, shirt. But, it's, but it's also very comfortable oh my gosh i was yeah. a little surprised and i put it on this morning i thought well i haven't worn this for a few months and uh and i'm sure it's probably stiff because it's a work shirt right but it's not Good. It's quite comfortable that's excellent and we got cool shirts we got some gold light gold oh, yeah. generic t-shirts mm-hmm. with uh, a black voice of the people design in the front and for fifty dollars you can get one of those and show your colors you know black is the new black it I is think. <laughs> black is the new black k-n-o-n loves black well, with you know, big it, white it, letters it's just so generic mm-hmm. you know and well, it we looks have, good on everybody and it's cool because this radio station has something for everybody i'm not kidding everybody and when you pledge you will be entered into the drawing for a thousand dollar amazon gift card mm-hmm. you will get whatever choice of premium that you want we and will send to you there's lots of stuff and and you'll keep the show on the air yeah and we want to stay on the air because we want to we want to say stuff like this things that you don't see everywhere for example that the steel workers had a picnic on on last last week and it was a very very nice picnic good 
right. And, uh, that didn't make the news, oh, uh, unfortunately. Hmm. The, uh, so the the other refinery workers in Houston are still locked out. They've endured over six months. The company locked them out, locked the gates, would not let them come to work, and they are still suffering down there. And that didn't make the news. You know what did make the news, though, What's today? What's that? My letter to the editor. Oh, oh you got published? I got published. Woo, Jeet, woo, woo. Yeah, I'll tell you what it was about, too, because it's very important. What happened was that the, the Dallas Morning News ran an article saying that the, that, uh, the oil company, ExxonMobil, had made more money than ever, mm-hmm. and that they were going to take all this money, I think it was like $10 billion or something, some amazing huge big amount, number, huge and they number. were going to buy their own stock with it. <laughs> and so my letter to the editor said that this is outrageous that they're making all this money while locking out their employees, the people that made all the money for them. This is horrible. And and then they have the nerve to take that money, and instead of doing what corporations are supposed to, see, because the myth of America is that corporations take their 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 uh, profits and put it back into the economy to make more jobs and build everything. But they've not been not, doing that. No, that's not. They haven't been no, doing that lately. They've been no. buying their own stock. Well, see, that's what they did when when uh, T. Rump gave them uh, a huge tax break. Yeah, they now used it to buy their own stock. That's right. Which now, means that the stock that they already owned goes went up, up price. Went up like crazy because ah. they're bidding against themselves. Oh my God! When this they is buy the their own most stock. ridiculous thing on the planet. Do you mm-hmm. hear me? So it's I got horrible. that in a, in a letter to the editor today. I was very thankful to yes. the editors that they did publish that because I, I didn't think they would. Me too. I figured they would be on ExxonMobil's side on everything. Yeah. And uh, But they didn't. They didn't. They published my letter, which is the truth. Well, 972-647-1893. Speaking uh, of the truth, we'd yes. like to keep putting it out. Yes. And and we're going we're gonna to take a break in just a second. But I have to say that our call takers this morning are Kenneth and Mary Stretcher, two of my dearest labor friends on the planet. And they were here before Jane even. Y'all, he got it. <laughs> I think they, they were here before the Reverend. Well, they may have been, but they got here and, and just picked it right up. Okay, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
we're back. All on. right, we are back. With Bonnie Mathias and Gene Lance. And I think we have a caller. Bring them on. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Doing, doing good. Doing good. Lots of callers today. Making pledges. I heard, I heard a guy calling you about a crack. It's going to be over. What? Yeah, that's going to be over next year. Uh, uh, a crack. So they're they're going to be open next year, you say? Oh, the doctor's clinic that the that they were talking about on Reverend Barnett's show. Yeah, yeah. It's opening in February. Yeah, what about what 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 the address? Marcellus and Ann Arbor. I don't have the address. All I know is Marcellus. And Ann Arbor, it's right by Catfish Floyds. Hold on. No, I can't. You're going to have to. I got to go because we're on the radio. We're okay. on the air. You it, we're, we're on the air. So it's right by, it's right next to Catfish Floyds at Ann Arbor and Mercedes. You can't miss it. Okay? Just, and that's in February. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. All righty. Hundreds of members from the United Mine Workers, the New York City Central Labor Council, and its affiliated unions gathered on Thursday, November the 4th, outside the offices of BlackRock, one of the one of the biggest investors in the Warrior Coal Mine, uh-huh. to pressure management to bargain in good faith. Good. So good. That, that didn't make the morning news, did it? Was Tavita there? Uh, I'll bet you Tavita did show I'll up. I'll bet he did too. Tavita Uhatafe of uh, of Fort Worth Transport is workers. Mr. Solidarity yes, or Brother Solidarity everywhere goes He's from fabulous. one picket line to the next and we love him He's there, fabulous. I've got a warning for everybody that needs rent relief. You better get in oh line if, you, if you're trying to get rent relief because there have been some complaints that Texas Rent Relief closed its uh, online portal without telling everybody. Yeah, they gave them and, 24 hours notice. And then in the, in the Friday paper, they said that they're going to lose $4.5 million in federal money if they don't get a plan in by Monday. Yeah. And several cities, Dallas is one of them, are going to lose out on rent relief. So if you if you're going in for rent relief, you better uh, hurry it up. 972-647-1893 if you want to make a pledge. We want you to make a pledge. We want you to make a pledge to keep us on the air. You can get Hey, you know what else we got? We got this barbecue apron, which is really cool. Um, and this this time it's in royal blue. Okay, with the red K-N-O-N logo on it. I have a red one with the black K-N-O-N logo that I've mm-hmm. had for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool. So you could get a, a apron, and they're really nice. They got big pockets in the front, you know. So what you do is you call Mega Pleasure, and you say, that's, that's right. the one I want. Say, I want, and you can get that for $50. So you make a $50, $50. donation, and you get that. that. Let me tell you another reason why we want to keep K-N-O-N on the air, because Bonnie and I... Try to keep up with Louis Gohmert. Oh my gosh, we sure do. Congressman Louis Gohmert is providing all of the humor in today's politics. Oh my God. And now that he is under suspicion for having cooperated with the the January 6th riots. Oh, he is? I hadn't heard that, Gene. Well, yeah, some of them said that they collaborated with him in the, oh, in the week Oh, Louis. Before. They named seven congressmen. Is this the Louis same? Gohmert was one Is this the same person that says he wants to run for attorney general? Yeah, he wants to become oh. the chief legal officer of oh. Texas. 
assuming yeah. that he's not in jail by then. Uh, well, you know, Ken Paxton, he's been under indictment for, federal uh, indictment for years. Yeah. And he's he, still in and office. He is the attorney general. Yes, he is the attorney general. He's the and legal he's a, officer. Yes, and he's running for re-election. And I, can, <laughs> I have a good announcement for that. For $10,000, you can get your picture made with him. Uh, he is doing a fundraiser with pres- ex-president Trump down at, in Florida. What do they call it? Mar- Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. And uh, if you go there, you can get your picture taken with Ken Paxton for $10,000. Well, I'll tell you what. Or you could just make $5,000 donation to us. I understand that there's going to be a little Trump rally here with uh, Trump's coming to Dallas, I believe, December 19th. Would be the American Airlines Center, you know, Mm -hmm. him and another one of those right wing nuts. So, so they will be here in Dallas raising money. Yes, that's right, because they love Dallas money. They Dallas do. Dallas is a, is a major stop for everybody. For candidates, that's right. There's so many right-wing billionaires in, in Dallas yep. making, making their money from toxic waste uh, yeah. disposal and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. And uh, pipelines. Oh. There's lots of money here in Dallas for for reactionary politicians. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of money here in Dallas for little radio stations like KNON. That's right. So call us. So and call help. us and keep us on the air. Keep the station on the air. You know, it costs us like $60,000 a month. To stay on the air? To stay on the air. Right, you know, gosh. and that price has gone up over the years sure. because... Prices have gone up over the years. Rent goes up. uh, Electricity goes up. Mm -hmm. uh, All kinds of stuff. Phones go up. I mean, everything is more expensive. I know something that doesn't go up, but go ahead. Our salary? (laughs) (laughs) We We work for free, by the way. We don't get no salary. We don't need no We don't need no stinking salary. (laughs) 972-647-1893. Call and... uh, Call and make a pledge. (laughs) Demand a salary for Bonnie. That's right. I'll tell you what, me and Gene, for a $100 pledge. For $100? For $100, Gene and I will come to your next party and sing one song. One song. Yes, we'll sing loud, too. We'll sing very loud and mm-hmm. very off-key, but we mm-hmm. will sing. Okay, and what what, for, what about for a $200 for pledge? For $200, we won't come to your party and sing a song. Okay, so I you're, think that's a deal, right? This is a threat. <laughs> Isn't that extortion? I don't know, maybe. Is that against the law? I don't know. <laughs> for, for $500, we'll come to your, your wedding or your event and dance. <sighs> and we'll do ballroom dancing. <sighs> Me and Bonnie. And yeah. for a $1,000 donation, and, we won't. And could y'all take up a, a collection for the ambulance that's going to be needed <laughs> to carry my big butt to the hospital? 972 647 Or go to org and hit the Donate Now button mm-hmm. and choose when it asks you your favorite show. Go to the drop-down menu and pick, go to the G's and pick Gene Lance, okay? Gene Lance. If you were waiting to see if Sergeant Rudloff would get indicted for having shot those those demonstrators. Oh, Rittenhouse. Yes, Kyle. No, no. Oh, this, this is, is somebody this else? This is here in Dallas. Oh, Sergeant Rudloff, uh, he he got some really bad publicity in the Dallas Morning News, but they decided that they will not indict him. What? No matter how violent he was to the Black Lives Matters demonstrators. Now, Mr. Rittenhoff, 
the one you talked about Rittenhouse, earlier. Yes, Rittenhouse, yes, Rittenhouse, yes. He he can call, the people he shot can be called uh, rioters, and they can looters. be called looters. Yes, that's right. According and to that's, the judge. that's according to the crazy right-wing judge that is sitting uh, over this trial. Oh, my God, this guy is a nut. He's yeah. a lunatic. Did you see the other guy and the Ahmad Arbery trial? But they will not. They will not let them call them victims. No, the three people that got shot were not, not victims. victims. They can, you can call them rioters and looters, looters but, but you they can't were not call victims. victims. That's right. Even though they're dead. And if you're in, if you're in Georgia, where three white men ran down a black man in their neighborhood and mm-hmm. murdered him, mm-hmm. those those three men are on trial, and uh, of course they're all white. I'm sure you all figured that out already. Uh, the attorney for the white guys stood up in court yesterday or day before day before yesterday Reverend Al Sharpton had been there at uh, accompanying the family as he has been with the family since this tragedy occurred uh, and this uh, this attorney said he did not want any more black pastors in that courtroom is that right? Yes. No more black pastors. Uh, uh, Al Sharpton was here and that other guy last week. I don't know, Jesse Jackson, somebody. Uh, you know, that's enough. We don't need any more black pastors in this courtroom. You're inferring, I think, that in some cases the justice system is skewed oh. against working people, against especially if they happen to be dark-skinned. Yeah, I, I don't think skewed is actually a strong enough what, what would you say? Screwed? <laughs> 972-647-1893. You can tune in and hear Bonnie talk dirty. Ooh. <laughs> 972-647-1893. Call and make a pledge. The Stretcher family is here. Yes, they and are. They are, they are awesome. Yeah, and they they've been on the awesome. phone this whole time, too, that's because right. people are calling, yes, making pledges. So and that's happy. very nice. If you want to, after you make your pledge, you can stay on the air, and Pierre, yeah. will, Pierre will let you Pierre talk. Pierre will let you talk to us. Mm-hmm. He will. He's a pal. Senator Ted Cruz has said that Texas should secede from the union if the Democrats fundamentally destroy the United States. He said that there's a a podcaster named Joe Rogan who would become become the president of the newly formed state. Oh, my God. Anti-vaxxer, anti-masker, nutbag. Uh He wants that person. Well, okay, that, Ted, that, here's the deal, Ted. You no longer have a job. Should that happen, you and John Cornyn, you're out of a job. There goes your $175,000 a year salary and all your benefits, okay? And his chance to talk. And your chance to talk crap. Because uh, you're done. You're done. When Ted Cruz says something crazy, it makes the papers, oh, it, makes the, it makes the television. Everything he says gets out, and it's nuts. Everything we say, Bonnie, only goes out on KNON. Did you hear the that? The best we can do. That's right. 972-647-1893. Did you hear what else Can- Can- Cancun Cruise did last week? What else did he do? He got into an argument with Big Bird. Oh, yeah. He's, from Sesame he's Street. He's fighting hard against Big Bird. I can't. You know that Big Bird got his vaccines in 1972 when he was a baby bird? And now he's an adult bird and he got his COVID vaccine. And Ted Cruz is mad at Big Bird. 
Is that right? I am just, I, I, it's it's appalling. I don't think I would argue with anybody from Sesame Street. Well, I don't, you know, and now, I'm sorry, but, you know, Grouch used to be, uh, used to be that old Ted Cruz's friend, but even he kicked Ted to the curb for saying ugly things about Big Bird. Who do you dislike the most, Senator Ted Cruz or the pharmaceutical industry? Ooh, I think they're both right up there in the top of the list. Because mm-hmm. well, they both they both terrible. Us retirees don't like the pharmaceutical uh, industry. They spent $263 million on lobbying this year, much of it to block drug price negotiation. In other words, retirees are trying to get drug prices down because retirees spend a lot of money on drugs. Most of them are. There's a few that are actually on television saying that it will be a terrible thing if the government controls drug prices because then nobody will be able to get their drugs and you'll die just like they do in other countries. <laughs> Except that doesn't happen. Except that they're just lying. <laughs> what they're really talking about is making record profits, what yep. they have been doing. That billionaires. Oh, my god! Billions have been made just out of the COVID vaccine. Well, look how... Now listen to this. I want to get okay. this in. All right. Pharma employs three lobbyists... For every one member of Congress. I got that from CBS News. Three lobbyists for every member of Congress. For every member of Congress, they have three lobbyists following them around from Big Pharma saying, keep the drug prices high. You know, I I heard something else about lobbyists this past Mm -hmm. week. You know, they had that big climate summit, right? The COG 26. Yeah. And there were actually more lobbyists there from the fossil fuel industry than there were participants. Is that right? Well, yes. they had the biggest they had the biggest delegation was really from co- companies like ExxonMobil. I swear. And ExxonMobil is still keeping those refinery workers locked out down in Beaumont. While they rake in the big profits, boys mm-hmm. and girls, that's right. And we have a caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Are you there? It's on the air. Hello. No. Okay, he's gone. He hung up. Okay. Try We're waiting again. too long. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'm sorry. It's pledge drive, and we have folks taking calls, and that's just. The we got to get this in though. The black principal of a majority white <gasps> Texas high school, who has been embroiled in a controversy over critical race theory, was forced to resign after months of accusations in Colleyville, Texas, and and we want to give out some some. Some compliments, too, because the students, the white students, stood up for this yes, man. Yes, they did. They stood up for him, and they said, this is a man of integrity, and we want him to stay on as a principal. But the school board... The school board said no, because, you know, they're all white people mm-hmm. that just don't believe, because they think critical race theory is actually a thing. <laughs> and it's so funny, because it's not even... A thing. <laughs> well, I read that uh, people are criticizing critical race theory, but they have no idea what it is. They got no but they clue, but do they don't know, like it. But they do know that there is criticism for racists, and they know who they are. Right, because they're very upset. Okay, we have to take a break. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. Good.
Blue Monday. And just for, just remember that for a hundred dollar donation, we'll Bonnie come and, and sing. We'll come to your party and, and sing that song. Sing whatever song you want us to. Well, Blue Monday is the only song we actually. Okay, know. that's true. We don't even know all the words to that. So nine seven go. two six. Well, it'll four, be a seven, short performance. <laughs> one eight nine three. And for a two hundred dollar donation, we won't come. We won't. Come. We won't come. And so you'll be safe. But you know what? You can do a couple of things. This is what I did. You can mm. be a sustaining donor to KNON, okay? Mm-hmm. That means that your monthly donations can be done with a credit or a debit card or a checking or a savings account. Mm-hmm. You can call right now and get it set up. Uh, your donation keeps on giving all year, one month at a time. You can make set it up to come out on the 1st or the 15th. Mm-hmm. It's automatic. And you only have to set, five bucks is the minimum. Okay, no. so that's sixty dollars a year. So that can get you. You could get a T-shirt, a KNON T-shirt, mm-hmm. and if you double that, that's one hundred and twenty dollars a year. You could get a hoodie like me and Jean got. Yeah, if you wear a, if you wear one of these nice hoodies or even a, even a T-shirt. Yeah, people will ask you about it. They'll that's say, right. What's canon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's great because you, you can, can educate people. Yeah, you can tell people about it. Yeah, you more can. important stuff that goes out over this station, I think, than uh, than in your normal newscast. Oh my goodness! Because yes. we do everything from the point of view of working people. Yep. How about this one? Uh, this is a headline from NBC News, and I thought it was cool. Colin Kaepernick was right about pretty much everything. Oh, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Kaepernick. Kaepernick. He was right about everything. What do you know? Oh, he was right about pretty much everything. Well, yeah. You know, he was uh, he was the first NFL player that knelt uh, during the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And uh, by doing that, he was subsequently blackballed mm-hmm. by the NFL. Uh, and shame on the NFL. Now they're saying he was right. Yeah, now they're going, oh, well, you know what? Maybe he was. I don't know yeah. now. But yeah. now you messed up. So you got a lot of making up to do. And here's something else. While you're calling 972-647-1893 to make a pledge, think about this. More than 1,100 people have died in jail custody across Texas since 2010. Last year, there were 124 deaths, the highest number on record. Most deaths are among pretrial detainees, people who were never convicted of their alleged crime. You go to jail in Texas, and you might die before your trial. Before you ever have a trial. That came from the Texas Observer, and I appreciate their finding that out. You know, that's pretty sad, and and that's one of the big reasons Texas Organizing Project is fighting against cash bail. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning, Gene and Good morning, brother. How are you? Thank Thanks for supporting us every time. We, you, you the man. Yeah, I just don't know. I started beating daddy more than you the more about when he went and broke his shoe and done something, dropped his fruit. Mm-hmm. I just wonder whether was he lying on dumb stuff or what? But he dropped his fruit, get dumb stuff. Yeah. We're getting in there and done to him. When he's fighting, what he had, everything he did on that January 6th, mm-hmm. what, what that could have been, that about trying to take over the wire out, turn over the lecture. How are you going to turn over the lecture? If you lose the lecture, you just lost the lecture. That's right, Jen. You move on. You concede gracefully and move on to a, to a peaceful transition. Trans, trans, 
he's transition still, of power. He's still trying to throw overthrow the last. Yes, it's horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I see well Paxton gonna raise the money at first. Yeah. Paxton, how long that child he's been fraud about five years? Who's that, Paxton? Yeah. Oh, it's been five or six years since he was first indicted. Yeah, it's been terrible. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's still talking to junk with no clues here. Oh, yeah, yeah. The courts have been very good to him. Yes, they, they certainly let, have. let him pass that from one court to the other one and then back again uh, so, that it, so that it never actually comes to trial. Yeah, you know, and Trump appointees, uh, uh, an appeals court with a bunch of Trump appointees just uh, said, oh, you can't have Donald Trump's stuff from the archives. No. No, I didn't know. Whatever it was that they did, they certainly want to keep it secret. Yep, they should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, James. Have a wonderful weekend, brother. Thank you, sir. Okay, bye. Bye. And we have another caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? 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 Hello. Thanks for supporting us. This is Joe in Granbury. Hi, Hi. Joe. Hey, Bonnie. Is that you, Bonnie? That's me. You're my blue show, man. I- no, that's the different Bonnie. That's the other oh, Bonnie. There's two okay. of us. Okay, okay. Well, cool, man. Cause y'all sound, <laughs> you sound like a blues. Anyway, okay. Back we to- are blue. We <laughs> are blue. <laughs> man, you, you said that T-shirt was gold? Yeah. Well, uh, Echo says it's butternut squash. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I could almost go for that. I think you're A-O, right. Eo and Stephanie say it's Pinkston. Is that a high school or something? What's that? Pinkston, Pinkston is a school, yeah. Pinkston is a school. Okay, so that so that's they call it their school colors. Oh, okay. Okay, Val, Val says muted mustard. Gotcha. <laughs> Did, did you uh, did you make a pledge and order one of those uh, mustard colored shirts? I'm, I'm thinking about it. You gonna get one? What color it is? Well, it's it's uh, it's I I think you're you're right there on the muted mustard butternut squash. Yep, that's about right. That's okay. what I would call it. Yeah, real calls it old gold. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that yeah, could work uh, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Monte calls it washed yellow. <laughs> I like butternut squash. I really do, because that's yeah. kind of that's it's a little muted butternut squash. More yeah. all, more almost on the line of an acorn squash. We got to we got to move on. We got people waiting. <laughs> Thank you so much for okay. calling. Have a great day, brother. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you on the air? Hi. Are you taking donations? You bet. Yes. Oh, that's good. My name is Doris Giles. Okay, Pierre's gonna hold on All just right. a second. And I would take your name, okay? Pierre's gonna get hold you. On. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead with what you want to say on the air. She wants to make a dope. I'm dope. sorry, I don't want to say anything on the air. Okay, All sweetie, right. hold on just a second. Hold on. Pierre's gonna grab you. Just hold on a second. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Pierre That's will okay. take that. Pierre's that got donation. it. He's and got you can it. also call at 972-647-1893. We want to thank Doris for making that uh, donation that she's in the process of making right now. And I just want y'all to know, all you folks that couldn't or didn't show up this morning for our coffee clutch, you missed out on breakfast tacos 
and kolaches mm-hmm. and donut holes and fresh coffee. And the ones that did come, though, had a great time. Yes, Thanks they so did. Much. Thank you to the stretchers for answering the phones for us. Oh, my gosh, what a big help they've been. Yeah. It's been fabulous. You know, Kenneth Stretcher has been around this station, Bonnie, longer than you and me. Yes, I know. Nice. That's where I met him. I met him at, at the house on San Jacinto. Back Way back, back three, a, oh three studios God, ago. 1998. Mm-hmm. 99, somewhere I around see. in there is when I met Kenneth Stretcher of the first time. 972-647-1893. A longtime union man. It's yes. Kenneth Stretcher. You know, his mother was a recording secretary in my union. I did not know that. Yeah, he knew he knew the uh, founders of my union. Oh, my gosh. No child. kidding. Yeah, because they met over at his house sometime. Oh, my gosh. Texas has <sighs> topped 17 million registered voters, <laughs> and only about 55% of them vote. Don't worry. We're going to change that, too. The, the, the number that is fixed in my mind is that there are 500,000 Dallasites uh-huh. Who are registered and who did vote. not vote in yep. the last election. We're working on those folks, Not in too. the last election. I mean in the presidential election. In the election. presidential election. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That 500,000 people, if they all would have voted the, the, the same different. way, everything would have been different. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because uh, we would have had more people in Texas uh, making turning this state blue. Hey, rich people vote. I just thought oh, of a new boy, slogan. Boy, don't they? <laughs> I just thought of a new slogan for for us ordinary people. Okay. Vote like you were rich. Because <gasps> oh. <laughs> rich people vote all the time. That's right. You know, you can't That's stop rich true. people from voting. No, you can't. Of course, they don't have to work, so they can go anytime they want to, and the lines aren't too long and stuff like that. But you know, we're pretty. And they we're get pretty, their driver to take them. That's right. But mm-hmm. you know, we're pretty fortunate here in Texas because we do have, uh, luckily. The Democrats worked very hard in the last session to make sure that the Republicans were unable to put the most egregious things into that voter suppression bill. Mm -hmm. Okay, You cannot carry a firearm into a polling location. I don't care if you have a license, if you have, unless you are a licensed peace officer, you Mm -hmm. cannot carry a firearm within the 100-foot marker but of a polling outside, location. they'll be outside the 100-foot marker. Well, that's the other thing. They're not allowed to do intimidating things. Poll watchers have to be trained by the Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. They will be required to present a certificate uh, that they have completed that training. There are no cell phones or recording devices allowed within a polling place. So you're so, saying that the... That the next election will not be wrecked. Well, we're praying that it won't be. The next uh, election uh, will not be wrecked, despite all of the attempts of the Texas right. legislature. And, and the Republicans in said, mm-hmm. in, in same. Uh, you know, I, I God bless the Democrats that fought like hell to keep some of the worst things out of that voter suppression bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that we have really got to push our, our, our elected officials uh, in Washington They've got to pass a Voting Rights Act, Mm y'all. It's just, it's a nationwide thing. There is gerrymandering going on all over the country that will give the Republicans an advantage in the House, Mm -hmm. and we are done. Well, I was demonstrating on 
on Wednesday with other retirees downtown Dallas right. on just exactly that. Excellent. Uh, trying to keep our voting rights. Yes. And trying to keep the Texas legislature from taking them away from us. So we are still fighting. 531,000 new jobs were added in October. So October looked really good for President Biden. It did. Yeah. Well, the previous month didn't look that good. No. Uh, In October, the 531,000 brought the official unemployment down to 4.6% for all workers. But if you consider the black unemployment rate separately, even the way they figure it is 7.9%. And for Latinos, it was 5.9%. And the participation rate in October did not change. However, there's a headline in today's morning news that says 4 million people quit their jobs last month. Uh, They're having record numbers of people quitting their job. And I have been saying this every week, and I'm going to say it again. Don't quit your job. Make it a good job by organizing. The only way a, uh, you know a, the bad thing the bad thing and a lot of these people are quitting their jobs because the job doesn't pay enough and it's not to, any good uh, to, yeah. and it's a crappy job doesn't pay enough for them to be able to afford health care and gas to get back and forth to work and to pick up the kids and to buy groceries y'all it's about the pay mm-hmm. it's about the pay if you can't pay somebody enough to live you do not have to, the you ain't got the, the stuff it takes to be a business owner. But if you want a good job, you have to organize. Yeah. The good jobs are the jobs that got organized. That's right. And uh, the ones that didn't get organized are the ones that are paying squat and terrible. I read a very good article in the in the Washington Post. There was a, there was a assistant manager at the McDonald's. This is someplace else. Mm-hmm. And the assistant manager just said, you know, we can't take it anymore. Let's all quit. So they all quit on the same day. Whoa! And then he, then he drove them around different places so they would get better jobs and they they picked up a couple two three dollars an hour just by changing jobs okay but uh after i read it and it brought me to tears because these people really took a big chance in quitting their jobs at mcdonald's and going out and looking for other jobs but i thought if they had just called and got a professional organizer they could have organized that spot like some other mcdonald workers have done right and bring their wages up to 15 bucks an hour minimum yep like some other mcdonald workers have done all you got to do is get a professional organizer and if you don't know how to do that call me gene lance gene lance 19 at gmail.com and i will hook you up with a professional organizer to make your lousy job into a good job. Yep. I mean, I know Lawrence Castillo. <gasps> I am personal friends with Lawrence what? Castillo. And I can hook you up with the with him or some other professional organizer that can make your job right? a worthwhile job, make it make you happy to go to work. That's right. And make it a situation where you don't even have to talk to your boss if you don't want to. That's right. When he wants to chew you out, you say, well, I want my steward. I need my union rep. And then the union rep, and then he tries to chew out the union rep. Oh, that doesn't work very well for Well, he's a professional. Yeah. That doesn't work very well for uh, bosses who want to chew on the union rep. Yeah. Never works out well for him, does it? Usually it doesn't. Usually it doesn't because the union rep is sitting there thinking, every time you make a mistake, I'm going to make you pay for it. I'm writing it down, brother, writing it down. Keep Mm -hmm. talking. Keep talking. So don't don't quit your job. <laughs> Try to make it into a good yeah. job by by 
contacting a professional union organizer, and it's not going to cost you any more. No. And in fact, you're a lot less likely to get fired. You know, we could, you can still, even though our show is about to end, you can still go to knon.org and donate now. Be sure you choose Gene Lance as the, the show, not the Bonnie. The Bonnie on there is the Bonnie Blues Bonnie. This mm-hmm. is Bonnie on this show with Gene Lance. Yeah, you have to say Gene Lance. Gene Lance, that's right. We're out of time. Right. Say goodbye, Bonnie. Goodbye, Bonnie.